The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Monday, start of the week, and uh, wow. The interview, I guess, with O.J. Simpson was pretty much everything I thought it would be. Maybe even a little more. Uh, pretty pretty amazing stuff. Uh, we will talk about that. Get your thoughts. 888-933-93. Also, Scott Walker is warning the GOP that uh, the Democrats are coming. The Democrats are coming. Not long ago, he was kind of the voice of conservatism and a conservative revolution in Wisconsin. Well, now that he's worried about the Democrats winning elections and being, you know, coming in in a landslide, uh, he is saying that we've got to moderate our message, and he's acting on his own advice. While he seeks a third term, he's embraced a bipartisan tone and a strikingly moderate set of policy proposals. Now, eight years ago, he tried to dismantle public employee unions. Now he's backing efforts that mirror aspects of Barack Obama's health care law, and he's describing his policy differences with Democrats as modest. We heard from the people across the state, and I, it's just, I've moderated my position. This is what Republicans always do. They freak out over some supposed Democrat uprising, so they moderate. They become more like Democrats. It doesn't work. It, it reminds me of my days in music radio. Back in the days when Top 40 ruled the airwaves, and they did for decades. It was the number one radio format. Just good old-fashioned pop rock. Every once in a while, though, country music would become sort of popular, be fashionable, or a country music artist would get really big. So... Top 40 programmers would overreact. We heard from you, the listener. We know that you, I mean, almost every time they would do this, we know that you also love country music. So they'd start playing some crappy country song like Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton or Eddie Rabbit, I Love the Rainy Nights. Or later on in the 90s, Faith Hill and Shania Twain over and over and over and over on top 40 radio stations. Then another country song would cross over, and before you knew it, Top 40 stations were playing several, just flat-out, full-frontal country songs. And the pop rock audience hated those songs. If they wanted country, they'd be listening to a country music station. So people would turn the channel every time those songs would come on, uh, and they'd be really confused by what this radio station was all about. It polluted and changed the format. And every single time, virtually every time they started doing it, they'd eventually fail to the point where they'd wind up losing and changing formats. If I'm a country fan, why am I listening to rock stations for my songs? If I'm a rock fan, I don't care how high this song is being pushed up the billboard charts, it sucks, and I don't want to hear it, and I'm not listening to it. Country fans listen to country stations. When a Republican moderates 
his position to fit the supposed favored policy of any given day, they lose. Because why would I vote for, for a Republican who acts like a Democrat when I can vote for the actual Democrat? It's the same thing. If you want to listen to country, you're listening to country. If you, if you like Democrat policies, you're going to vote for the Democrat, not a Republican. Why do we continually have to wage this fight with our own, with, it's not my party anymore, but with the party that is supposed to be conservative? Really disappointing that Scott Walker is doing this, playing this game, but this is what happens. At the same time, uh, Donald Trump is telling everybody that he's going to rely more on his own gut. He's tired of listening to advisors. That might be why we've had such a bad couple of weeks with him. Because left to his own devices, Donald Trump is not conservative. He's not. So if he's going to just go off what he thinks, well, he's going to be more likely to grant amnesty to 1.8 million people. He's going to be more likely to, to cave in on gun control policies. Because he hasn't, I don't think he spent a lot of his life thinking these things through. That's not what he did. He was a business guy. That's why everybody liked him and voted for him. Because he's a businessman, not a politician. We heard it over and over. Well, now you're going to get the businessman side where he tries to compromise his way to the top. I don't know that that's going to work, but we'll see. But here we go again with Republicans starting to freak out and moderate. When you should be doing just the opposite. You should show how strong a conservative you are. Stick to your principles, your values, the policies that got you where you are. You don't change them all of a sudden. That never works. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Meanwhile, uh, last night, we finally heard after uh, 12 years of knowing about this special, we finally got to see the O.J. Simpson con- sort of confession. If I did it, here's how it happened. So I don't know if the book is now going to be published as well, um, but wow, the special was, again, I think it was everything I expected and maybe a little bit more. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, wow. He's got a mouth. And he's got an ego. And an ego. Oof. Man, he's got an ego. And I think that's why, he, I mean, he just loves to be in the public eye. He likes to be a topic of conversation. He loves to be loved. And it's, you know, it's really hard because, again, I grew up, loving this guy he was you know a football hero one of the greatest running backs of all time fun to watch and then the you know the, his movie career really liked Capricorn one and he was actually fairly good in that you know the uh, documentary that shows that we didn't go to the moon remember that I haven't seen that you've never seen Capricorn one nope Really, you need to watch that. Okay. It's a good movie. Is um, it going to convince me that it was all a hoax and yeah. done on a sound stage? Yeah, they show, they show how it's done. Okay. So. <laughs> I might have to check it out. Yeah, you should check it out. And he's pretty good at it. He was pretty good in, you know, Naked Gun. No. No? no. He wasn't good in Naked no. Gun. No. No. Maybe, maybe I've 
misremembered. That's, yeah, that's uh, why when bit. you said it was good, he was good in uh, Capricorn One. I was like, wait, what? I mean, good for O.J. Simpson. <laughs> you know, I mean, O.J. That's a different definition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's probably never in danger of winning an Academy Award. Well, uh, especially but, after last night. I mean, you want us to believe that he didn't? Actually, he'd fit right in with Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> raping and beating each other. Uh, I mean, unbelievable stuff. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> so this was the uh, lost confession supposedly they never said hey uh how did you stumble across this lost confession well because it was on a shelf the whole time and we knew exactly where it was <laughs> it wasn't lost it was just shut down because the victims were upset about it fred goldman was incensed over it how's this guy get a profit off killing my son uh he's never stood for that kind of stuff so you know, and O.J. owes him $37 million. From my understanding, he's paid somewhere between zero and $200,000 to the Goldman family. And he owes him $37 million? So, uh, while Fred Goldman said, you know, this was never about the money. It was about making him accountable in a court of law. And, and they did that with the uh, civil trial. Jeffy says it's over fifty million now with interest. Wow! So, wow! So that's not being paid back. <laughs> that is not being paid back. And now he's what seventy, seventy one, seventy two in there somewhere. You know his chances for making a lot of money are, are especially after last night. Fascinating that he virtually denies ever, except for once he says he got physical with Nicole and threw her out of the room. Uh, when you see the pictures, yeah, the pictures, you know he did more than just push her out of the room physically. Yeah, it was all over face, arm. Yeah, he beat the crap out of her. She's got bruises on her chin, above her eye, uh, around her underarm, her arms. I mean, he brutalized her. And it wasn't the only time, and he claims that that's the only time, and she admitted it, and it's all in the record. I've never seen any of that. He's got an explanation for virtually everything. It's 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 fascinating because he just he wants to be loved, like he used to be loved. And I think he's even lost mostly lost the support of the African American community. I think most most blacks believe he actually killed her now too, where that was not the case twenty four years ago. He said he was surprised. It shocked him because he thought he'd built up a lot of years of really goodwill. You know, 20, 25 years of goodwill. And he was surprised how quickly the public turned on him. The public did not quickly turn on him at all. It took a long time and a lot of evidence presented against him before people started saying, yeah, I think he did this. Yeah, it looks like he's guilty. Uh, that took a long time time to happen and it was because of the goodwill he he built up which is what made the whole racial element of that trial so ridiculous he really he transcended race oj simpson was just a superstar to everybody this is why hertz used him for their commercials all the time that's why he got movie roles that's why the nfl used him as an analyst uh even though he's not that good 
it was O.J. Simpson, and everybody loved him, so we're going to put him on. Uh, we're going to play some of the clips from last night, which are staggering. Uh, if you if you missed it, you're going to want to see these. Even if you saw it, you wanna, might want to see them again and uh, and go over this because it's staggering. 888-900-3393. Cosmo Hurts Kids mission is to make Cosmopolitan magazine subject to material harmful to minor laws in every state. That way, it can't be sold to children under 18. Why? Well, because Victoria Hearst, whose family's company, the Hearst Corporation, actually publishes Cosmo, so she's not trying to drive them out of business or censor the magazine in any way. She just wants it not to be sold to kids under 18 because it definitely contains pornography. Um, if you don't believe that, take a look. Just at You don't even have to go inside the magazine. Look at the cover. I believe it's this month's mm-hmm. Heat Up Sex uh, Sizzling Foreplay Techniques, and then immediately under that, Warm Toys for Your Hot Spots. Right at eye level for your kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Then there's some kind of uncensored interview with somebody that your kids are going to enjoy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why more women are quitting the pill. So you can find out about quitting the pill. Um, really, really some wonderful, wonderful articles, uh, in Cosmo. And then you got the, uh, the super sexy photos inside. So they can enjoy a lot of different things unless we all get together and decide, okay, this is not appropriate for kids under 18. Just take a stand against porn being sold to kids under 18. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393 or Pat Gray or Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, a big OJ story. Kind of weird that 24 years later, it's again uh, the big story of the day. This guy just has a way of getting publicity, good or bad. Uh, and he wants, I think he loves the limelight so much that he might not even care whether it's positive or negative publicity. He wants to be loved, but if not, he just wants to be talked about. So this definitely fits that bill, uh, no question. What we heard uh, yesterday or last night was something we'd never heard before about this, uh, this friend, Charlie. He said his friend Charlie came over, and uh, here's what he said about that. This guy Charlie shows up, the guy who I recently become friends with, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why you had been buying the Cole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop, right? 
Right. So we kind of hooked up together, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of broad-stroking this. Mm -hmm. We go over, get into Bronco and go over. Let, let's just go back and do the details. Where did you I park? I'll the detail. You park in, in the hypothetical, in the alley. Right. You park in the alley. Yeah. And you put on a wool cap and gloves. Uh, in the hypothetical, I put on a cap and gloves. Right. Yeah. And... Uh-huh. Um, in the hypothetical. You course. reached under the seat for? Um, a knife. Mm -hmm. I always kept a knife in the car for the crazies and stuff because you can't travel with a gun. Mm -hmm. And I remember Charlie saying, you ain't bringing that. And I didn't, right? But I believe he took it. Charlie took the knife? Yeah. In the book. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And who is Charlie again? Why did she not never ask that question? Excuse me. OJ, who's, who is Charlie? It's the guy in the neighborhood. <laughs> It's a guy he recently, recently became friends with. And he's become so tight with Charlie, he's willing to drive over to Nicole's house and commit a murder in front of him. <laughs> That's how tight he is <laughs> with his new friend, Charlie. You just click with some people quicker than I, others. I guess you know? so. I guess so. And he and Charlie, man, they were tight mm. to the point where, yeah, whatever. You, you've witnessed me murder two people. <laughs> uh, and then Charlie was going crazy. We'll hear later on. Charlie was freaking out. Mm. And uh, OJ said, shut up. Yeah, really. Let's get out of here. And then he took off the bloody clothes, gave them to Charlie. Because, you know, you got to do something with the bloody clothes. It's somebody's all hypothetical. Gotta, hypothetically, Hypothetic. somebody's got to get rid of the hypothetical bloody clothes. Mm -hmm. Strange and amazing all at the same time. I mean, what am I missing here? Is this not... An out-and-out out confession? Is this not a clear-cut, yeah, I killed my wife and ex-wife and Ronald Goldman? 888-933-93. With your thoughts. Uh, there's much more to hear from this. Um, and we will uh, play as much of it as, as we can because uh, it was a staggering night last night. Robin, Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat and Keith. Hey. Um, you guys are awesome. Love you like Thank brothers. You. Appreciate um, it. Listen, back when the trial was going on in the 90s, I was working for uh, myself out of my home, and so I followed the trial religiously, and I mean every waking minute, including mm -hmm. the radio, um, when I, if I had to get in my car. And the evidence that acquitted him of murder was not brought up yesterday. And, and in the context of what this was, the book, remember, this was from 2006, yeah. If I did it, and they were trying to hawk books with this interview, mm -hmm. including that uh, publisher that was there. And what they did last night, they conveniently left out the evidence. Nicole Brown had blood and skin under all 10 of her fingernails, and Ron Goldman had blunt force trauma on all of his knuckles, broken fingers, because they were vehemently fighting their attackers. OJ came back from mm. uh, Chicago and volunteered. Uh, they didn't. They left it out of the edit yesterday. He volunteered to go over when he said he was talking to the police. He was photographed in his boxer shorts with the only cut on his finger was, was on the thumb? inside of one of his. Uh, no, it was the inside of his, his um, middle finger. Oh, was it? Well, he okay. had no gouges, no nothing. Which, if you look at again, the blood and skin under Nicole's uh, fingernails were not O.J. Simpson's. He would have been scratched, maimed, and destroyed from. With somebody's punching you with that, and and Ron Goldman was a, a, a judo judo guy, um, and when you have broken fingers, he would have been mangled. So 
there's a reason why he was acquitted, but none of that was in there. And, and people like you and I love you, but when if you don't have all the evidence, you can't just throw. You know, I, you're right. I forgot about this this evidence, and I remember I remember during the trial, it did create some doubt in my mind because big time. It was it was kind of overwhelming evidence because what was his blood doing at the scene then, and what was their well, blood no, wait, doing no, in the Bronco? What's fair now is, is remember now Van Adder and um, I can't remember the other guy. He's still on Fox News now. Um, they all of the blood trail that they had, every single drop of blood had blood preservative because instead of them following the protocol, and the cops blew the case. They they took it 30 miles instead of logging it into the refrigeration lab. They took it 30 miles back to the crime scene. I mean, he was acquitted for a reason. Whether he was involved, right. paid people, or whatever it was, but no matter what. Physical, the physical evidence, the, the facts do not, it, he didn't do it. You wow, so you still believe that wholeheartedly. I mean, you, you. Blood are, and skin, Pat, blood yeah. and skin under all 10 of fingernails. How do you explain that? You can't get away, you cannot you, explain Yeah, you can't. He would be, he would have been maimed. He would be mangled, his... absolutely destroyed in his face. And his, I, I, I yeah. think about that. And then blood force trauma to Ron Goldman's hands and his broken knuckles. They were fighting for their lives. There was multiple people involved. Maybe he was standing there watching them. We don't know. But, again, conjecture was they were hawking books in 06. They never got the opportunity to show that interview with the quote-unquote lost video. And so I, when I watched it last night, and then, of course, they interject with the, the producers, skewed. It's almost like the media now with their fake news. They they put in and interjected with that hack Christopher, uh, what's his name, Darden. the prosecutor, the failed Pia Darden, who was mm-hmm. awful during the trial. He's just as awful now as he was back then. They got the <laughs> butt handed to him in that in that trial as prosecutors. And he, the whole thing, it's a, it's a scam. It's a scam, Pat. I can't let my brother sit by without the uh, all the evidence. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, though, that you are so adamant about it. Uh, I think you're fairly rare in this day and age. Uh, believing in his innocence do you find others that feel like you do very often listen i it's so fun over the years and this is what there's only now been in vogue here he where he's come up you know in in contemporary circles but for years i mean i've gone round and round with people at various gatherings and anybody that wants to bring it up and i, I say okay well let's I, I i let's be diplomatic about this let's let's talk about the evidence let's talk about the facts not conjecture not hypotheticals like like them pitching books and and now they're using sound bites of what he said, and we didn't get to see all the edit of what they did. I mean, this whole thing was just skewed towards OJ did it. No, he, why did he get acquitted? Why? Uh, well, I've, I mean, have you seen the interviews from some of the jurors uh, in later years, like recently? They, I mean, uh, it was in some of their minds, it was a racial thing, uh, and it was kind mm-hmm. of an in your face to the system, uh, according to some of them. But what did you make of him? I mean, why would you, if you are completely innocent, why would you even do this hypothetical? What is that about? Remember, he was he he got slapped hard with the um, the the lawsuit from the Goldmans after he was acquitted, and then he had to pay back that, or they were found you know they found him guilty for thirty five million that he was on the hook for. Yep. And so now let's fast forward. He had no he had no game left. He he had no no chance to make any money. So what does he do? They come up with this book. If I did it, well, that's you know pretty compelling title. And then that publisher, who's <laughs> she was right there with him. They were trying to hawk books, and they they must have got slapped from the legal side to not air the lost interview and then have the book not come out for whatever reason. And now they dug it back up 
because he's out of jail now and he was a moron afterwards. He went and did that stupid crap in Vegas with the, tro- yeah. you know, the, his, his Heisman trophy and he got, Ridiculous. you know, he went to prison rightfully so, but yeah. whether he was involved, paid people or not, he physically did not commit the act. He didn't do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't think there was anybody left uh, that believed so strongly. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Rob. I, I will say this, though. <laughs> um, because you mentioned this, I just I looked it up. And according to this article from 1995, injuries to murder victim Ronald Lyle Goldman do not suggest that he inflicted any wounds on his attacker. That's according to Detective Tom Lang. I suppose he could be lying, trying to cover up their investigation, Mm. but he says that uh, neither of them injured their attacker. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, all right, I think we're going to need yeah. Ron to call us back uh-huh. because um, there, there's some interesting information here that we've. I think we call it evidence, Pat. Y- yeah, uh, and it's from 1995. Okay, so we've only had this evidence for 23 years. Yeah, so it takes a while to digest, but uh, they claim in this article. From the L.A. Times, injuries to murder victim Ronald Lyle Goldman do not suggest that he inflicted any wounds on his attacker. Mm. Uh, In his testimony, Detective Tom Lang, one of two lead investigators, also dismissed a number of other defense theories about the case and explained many of the factors that led to his ID as the suspect. A single assailant appeared to have committed both killings, denied that... The murders bore any of their earmarks of a drug-related homicide. Also said Simpson has large hands and that large gloves were connected to the crime. As we know, a test of blood from beneath one of the victim's fingernails did not lead him to believe another assailant was responsible for the crimes. No, in fact, uh, so that's March of 95. I got a story from May of 95 that that definitively says DNA tests show that blood found under Nicole Brown Simpson's fingernails was her own. Her own. Her own. So, so Ron, if you want to call back, maybe maybe you have other information, uh, but that's that's what we found uh, in a quick check here. Um, it looks like the blood under her fingernails uh, was her own. And it looks like... And there doesn't seem to be any victim skin under her fingernails, according to what we're reading. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which sucks. I, I've always wanted to believe OJ. I mm-hmm. have. I, I, I was, I've said this before. I was a huge fan of OJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who grew up during the 70s was. And, and the guy transcended race, and he was just a beloved character and one of the best football players of all time. And you didn't want to believe that he killed his ex-wife. You didn't want to believe. I didn't even want to believe that he was an abuser at uh, at all. And so, 
I don't know where you go with that. I, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, but the moment he was in the car chase, it was over for me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I never believed him for a wow. moment, and I never believed Bill Clinton for a moment, if we're talking about the 90s. Um, oh, I never believed for a moment just, uh, anything Bill Clinton ever said. But see, I'm a pessimist, and I'm negative, and I always think the worst in people, so I think that's uh, probably why. <laughs> you? I, I don't think I cracked a case. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, <laughs> I just don't trust anyone. Right, right. So. Uh, interesting, though. 888 Bill in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. How you doing? Good. The two pieces of evidence that absolutely convinced me that Orenthal James Simpson committed that act was, number one, the blood at the scene, of course. Mm -hmm. And I, like you, I read the OJ story in junior high about where he came from in California and how hard it was on the streets and became successful. He was my hero also. Yeah. And um, the other piece of evidence, the most convincing was Bruno Molly blood prints from that particular shoe and that particular size. Only two of them ever were shipped to not only America, but North America, including Canada. One is an elderly gentleman who was in a rest home at the time, so he was accounted for. The other one was Orenthal James Simpson, mm. the only two ever produced in that size. Did we check Ship- the guy in the nursing home's shoes, though, to make sure that there wasn't oh, blood oh, on him? Yeah. Did we check his shoes? Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, he could have been checked out okay. for the day. You know, <laughs> things are possible. But anyway, thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. Uh, yeah, the Bruno Molly thing was... Uh, I'd forgotten all about that. It's all coming back to me now, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been 24 years. Mm-hmm. Almost. It's been a long time. Uh, and last night, Ron's right about this. They presented one side. It, that, was a, that was a very one-sided portrayal of what happened uh, that night. So, and every single one of those people dead set against uh, OJ. He didn't have a chance last night, that's for sure. But, you know, if you don't have the blood under the fingernails thing going for you, uh, it's pretty tough to make him out to be innocent in this particular case. Um. Here's the uh here's where he basically straight out. Oh, there's Rob. Okay. So Rob, welcome <clears throat> back. Uh have you read these articles uh from Tom Lang about this evidence where they didn't find any evidence that uh that right. they injured him? Um first thanks for having me back here. Um mm-hmm. the uh, w- let's consider the source, the LA Times who wrote the article. Okay. Now look, remember everybody pushed him to be the murderer right out of the gate. Okay. Um, in fact, jo- Johnny Cochran called it the rushed for judgment, which it was. I mean, it, it was like a landslide. And so uh, there was no Lang other. I don't Van think Adder, there was any other suspect ever, right? Phew. There was never. Right. They were the. They got caught. I mean, the blood yeah. preserved. They the the gloves didn't fit. They made him put them on, and that just absolutely backfired on the prosecution. It was like two sizes too small for for him. Mm-hmm. And when they and whoever said that this was Nicole Brown's. Uh, it was under one fingernail. It was hers. Well, l- listen, in the trial, remember, Judge Ito, and this was the re- – remember, this was unprecedented at the time. This was live coverage in the courtroom. This was like reality, the original must mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. So I watched – again, I was working from my home, my office, and I watched it like as soon as it was on in the morning. It was like on until the end of the day. Well, 
they, when they presented the evidence in the trial, not what some guy wrote from the L.A. Times after a year later, whether it's Lang or anybody else, at the trial, all 10 of Nicole Brown Simpson's had, uh, fingernails had blood and skin underneath them, and it was not O.J.'s DNA. So that, you, when you converse that next to him in his boxer shorts, the day after he came back from Chicago, there's not a, there wasn't a mark on him except for the cut on the inside of his middle finger that, that did constitute back to the hotel that he broke a glass in his sink. Mm-hmm. He mentioned it in the interview, and that was the only wound. Now, the Lang saying that uh, conveniently Ron Goldman didn't have any wounds that would corroborate uh, him defending himself against his attacker or vice versa. I got news. How do you break all 10 of your knuckles and not leave a mark on somebody? That guy was a pretty big guy on top of it. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever the case was, and, and when on the, they did play in the tapes last night, OJ on that, er, the, the 911 call, when um, he was saying he was yelling and they showed a lot, it was inaudible. And he said, you were blank with Keith on the, uh, on the couch. Well, she was having sex with the owner of the, uh, the restaurant. And then Ron Goldman was also involved in that. There was a lot of, a lot of bad stuff going on in the drug side of Nicole and, and everybody. So maybe the, the prosecutor, or the uh, defense always uh, used the defense that there, it wasn't OJ. OJ had no, uh, no reason. He was divorced from her. He paid her lots of money, gave her a Ferrari, he paid her like $10,000 a week. And, and he had that supermodel girlfriend and he had moved on. And that was in there in the interview yesterday. But, if you go just on that blood evidence, which is what got him off in the trial, it, whether he was involved is one thing. You can say that in conjecture, but the physical evidence did not it, – it's what got him acquitted. It, it was like your jaw was agape when it was actually on live in the feed when they presented that evidence. And then the media never ran with that. They never talk about it. Yeah. I love how passionate you same, are about this. This is great. Just, well, you know, it's, uh, I'm a Scorpio. I'm very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we share that in common. We're both Scorpios. Maybe we should well, see, date. There you go. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I knew there was some commonality uh-huh. between Yeah, us, definitely. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Rob. We'll continue to look into this. Um, I'm looking to see. Uh, I found some information on the find boots. Information. Uh, we also. On the shoes? Yeah. Yeah, on the shoes. Yeah. I'm still looking the to Bruno see. The Bruno Mullies? Yeah. I, I, I'm still looking for evidence. There was just one other guy. I found one story that says 200 pair were shipped, and I found another one that said 299 pair were shipped. But as far in, in this in the uh, Bruni, uh, whatever the hell, Bruno, Bruno Molly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they found a photograph of OJ wearing them on the sideline of the game. But talk about the That's prosecution right. blowing this case. They didn't find that until after the case. How do you not find that? You, well, you, like Ron said, they did blow the Do you not have a paralegal someone just terrible. combing through every photograph of OJ ever looking for those shoes? Because here they are. and um, That's amazing, yeah. And, and, and I guess the guy who sold it to him was like, yeah, um, you know, didn't match the Buffalo climate where he typically was doing games. But he insisted. You know, it's just, I don't know. This is... Uh, I'm not convinced that he's innocent, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not already? Yeah, sorry, Rob. Huh. I'm not going right. to go there with you. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let's go to AK in Arkansas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something funny you connected to OJ. Did you see the Arnold Schwarzenegger interview on Fox? Uh, no. 
Well, he was talking about being cast as, you know, the Terminator. Well, O.J. Simpson was originally cast as the Terminator. And James Cameron even had, you know, posters, drawings, or whatever of O.J. as the Terminator. Well, wow. the funny thing is, the reason they decided not to go with O.J., they say, according to Schwarzenegger, is because he did not look like a killer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. I'm finding this story. Oh, He's man. right, man. All right. Thanks, A.K. Goodness. <laughs> Oh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger did. History's fun, huh? Yeah, that is. That's <laughs> awesome. I love to hear who was possible for all of these. Yeah, because almost in, in so many movies they had somebody else in mind, and you can't imagine that somebody now because uh, somebody else made it definitive. And I mean, you can only think of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that role now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We have more than. Uh, than just OJ today. We got uh, President Trump saying we need DACA. We'll get into that coming up. He wants Oprah to w- run for president. Uh, Van Jones talking about uh, the Stormy Daniels scandal. Mm-hmm. I bet that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure Van Jones believes it didn't happen, right? He's totally buying into the president. Uh, and then uh, President Trump at the at the rally in Pennsylvania where he was talking about CNN fake as hell and he's got the audience chanting CNN sucks <laughs> <laughs> presidential rallies uh, may never be the same again uh, they may completely be changed forever um, and there's I mean there's just a lot more uh, that we will get into as the uh, as Pat Grandleashed continues first of all though I got to tell you about um, Real Estate Agents I Trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a great place to go if you want to sell your home, you want to sell it fast, and obviously you want to get the most money out of it. Uh, Glenn and Tanya lost a lot of money on their property back in uh, Connecticut, and they didn't have a great realtor, and so it was a pretty miserable experience. Not only did they lose money on it, but they it took a long time to sell before they finally lost money on it. So they didn't want that... To be everybody's experience, they thought, "What can we? What can we do here to make this better?" So they put together uh, a network of over 1,200 agents across the country, and they decided, "What if we rigor- rigorously qualified these realtors based on their experience and their marketing plans? What kind of character do they have? What kind of results do they get for clients? And wouldn't it be great if they were fans of the show? Because then you would know that they generally." Have the same principles and values. So you got some things in common. And it's not going to be an uncomfortable experience. You're going to be able to relate to your realtor, which is great. So if you need to sell your home fast, get the most money out of it, or if you want to buy, either way, we can introduce you to the best real estate agent in your area. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and we'll do just that. Let our agents earn your business. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here. 
Wow. Okay, the... I mean, we're getting all kinds of conflicting information here. Uh, Ron, big believer in OJ, in his innocence, has brought up a couple of things um, that some of these articles contradict. The uh, testimony by uh, one of the coroners, uh, whose name is Loxman something or other. Uh, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm not even going to try. Malinak. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not Loxman Malinak. Okay. Or Smith. Um, but... They they said this was crucial testimony because the defense said abrasions on his knuckles clearly indicated he landed hard blows on his attacker. But okay. the this is Goldman's knuckles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But the uh, the testimony by the doctor, the coroner said, nope, didn't land any blows on his. He never struck his uh, killer, but was cut several times on his open hands as he tried to defend himself. Now, Keith also located. A picture of the scene, which is really grisly and awful, but you can clearly see Ronald Goldman's hand, His right? His hands are and just... it looks like it is mangled. There's, there's blood, there's dirt, there's... Um, it, it looks like bruising, but I'm obviously not a doctor, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just telling you, uh, this isn't a clean hand whatsoever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, but let's just stop for just a second. Uh-huh. If you're a juror... And let's just say just today, just from what we've heard from 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 Rob and, and just from what we've been reading, don't you have to convict? Uh, it has to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. Well. And that, that the defense did a great job in putting just a shadow of a doubt in their, in their minds because the glove thing was brilliant. First of all, the glove was wet. It would have shrunk probably. Um hmm. He said last night he put on a glove. Of course, that was hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't count. You, you can't count that. That was all purely hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I seriously, I played golf. And, you know, and the golf glove gets wet. The next day you go to play golf again and it doesn't fit anymore. I uh, mean, that yes. was such a trick. I mean, it was yeah, good that job. was a that was a trick. And he was playing that up for all mm-hmm. it was worth. Oh, it was yeah, brilliant. Like, oh, it doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yep. Um, and I, I could I could put on a glove. It perfectly fits my hand and act like it. I am having a real hard time with it. I'm struggling to get this. Oh, I can't get it yep, on. Yep. Ah, I can't get that on. Wow, that is a... See, that, I zoomed in on the hand there. That is a hand that has been in combat. It's definitely got dirt on it. I mean, there's blood right there, blood on right? It. These, this, yeah. I mean, there's, look at how pink there's swelling. I've, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'm not a coroner. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, and the... 2006 interview was such a weird thing that it's hard to imagine anybody doing something like that if they're completely innocent. First of all, he said, she says that he told her why he was doing this hypothetical. Do we have that? Here's what she said on the interview. Perhaps we don't have that. Hmm. I'm guessing we don't. Since we haven't gotten to it. Which one is it they're saying? Where she's telling everybody why. The short one. said there was a hypothetical situation. The short one I sent, Sarah. Yeah, the short one. Judith Regan is asked why she shaped the conversation to be hypothetical. That's what we're looking for. Yep. Because we do have it. And it sounds a little something like this. Mm. What comes next is OJ's hypothetical account of what he says happened on the night of the murders. So, Judith, how did you shape this conversation around the hypothetical? Why hypothetical? 
he felt that if he could claim that it was hypothetical at this point, he would have deniability with the children. That was what he said. But from my point of view, wow, who would possibly do this, even as a hypothetical, unless they had committed the murders? Well, isn't that a confession right there? I mean, if he really did say that to her, that is maybe the most stunning evidence right there. Now, we don't, we don't have that on tape where he said that to her. She, we just have her word. That's why he used a hypothetical, because he wanted deniability with his kids. Well, then you're saying you did it. You want to confess, but you don't want the children to know that you confessed. That's exactly what that means. So, if you have that on tape, should have played it. But she didn't. It's another vault. Another vault's got that one. <laughs> Maybe that'll be uh, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to see that one. I don't know. I mean, that's crazy. If that's true, uh, it just shows, again, the guy wants um, attention, I guess. And he wants you to know that he got away with something. But he doesn't want his kids to know. His kids, from what I understand, especially the daughter, adamantly support him. Mm-hmm. Vehemently denied that he killed their mom. And, I mean, that's something, right? They were in the house. They have heard all of this evidence all of these years. I would think they'd be pretty upset with him if they believed he killed their mom. But they seem not to. His kids have, have always stood by him. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's at least one point in his favor. But it's interesting, the back and forth on... On the evidence, because I remember this during the trial. I'd be back and forth every day on, yeah, he did it. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, he did it. Okay, yeah. Wait a minute. He didn't do this. He's being railroaded. And so the whole argument now, 24 years later, is kind of going that way as well. Uh, Martin in California, you're on the blaze. Hi there. Hey. Scott? Yep. Hi, uh, glad to talk to you. I love your guys' show. Thank Glenn you. Glenn Beck, too. Thank you. Yeah, I've worked at O.J.'s house. Really? Back before this all happened. Wow. I was a tree surgeon for Sully's Tree Service, and I trimmed the two Chinese elm trees around the pool. Now, the point is, is that uh, I was also, when the murder went down, I was working that area. I was a supervi- supervisor for the Urban Forestry Division and an inspector. He never, he, he's got a huge circular driveway there. Mm-hmm. And it comes out on the Ashford side. He obviously was in a panic when he got home and parked on the curb. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense why he was gone. I mean, the cops, all the cops would have had to have set him up. Now, how did the cops get the keys to his car and park it there? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And the cops loved him. I mean, he, he'd have the cops over, and they'd just stop by to say hi, and he'd sign autographs for him. The cops actually covered for him on numerous yeah, occasions. Drink beer with him and shit at his house. Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so did you ever have a chance to meet him or talk to him? No, he wasn't there that day. I was working for Sully. But uh, I trimmed the tree, a uh, big eucalyptus tree in the alley just beyond uh, her house off Gretna Green there. I trimmed the trees right down the street. Hmm. I mean, he never, ever, I talked to a guy who was a 42-year 
supervisor for street maintenance. I said, have you ever seen him park on the street? Absolutely not. There would have been no reason for him to. Right. Right. Really interesting. I mean, that that is somewhat uh, damaging detail. Appreciate the call. Um, and he said in the hypothetical, he came home, parked uh, away from the house. Alley. He parked in the alley, and then he he went across two tennis courts, his neighbor's tennis court and his own, and then uh, came into the house that way so nobody would see him. Interesting. 888-900-3393 with your thoughts on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm. 888-933-93 or at Pat Unleashed. Yeah, these tweets. Uh, Lone Wolf 2965 says, you know, concerning the goodwill OJ thought he had built up, there's no such thing as a slaughter two people with a knife amount of goodwill. Uh, from Trav, Pat will be seated proudly in the front row at a country music festival before OJ pays one dime to the Goldmans. Sadly, that's probably true. Uh, mercenary Grip, OJ's friend Charlie. Well, if you're going with a hypothetical friend to help you with a double murder, you might as well pick Charlie Manson, right? <laughs> yep. And from uh, Morgan, I believe OJ's innocence is in North Korea with the bones of the unicorn that Kim Il-sung caught. Mm. Okay. That's right. He did catch it. I forgot he had caught in a unicorn, a non-existent magical creature. That's great. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, he, I don't know if you I guess uh, American Idol beat this show last night, um, which blows me away. First of all, have we not had enough of American Idol? I mean, I had enough. I don't know. Ten years ago. Yeah, that's still a thing. Huh? Fifteen. It's still a thing. Did they take it's a back. break or is it just... it's back? And this time it's pissed off. So American Idol debuted pretty good numbers and apparently beat the OJ uh, huh. show last night. That's amazing, at least in the early ratings. So we'll see. Um, but he, if you missed it, here's what OJ said. This is basically the part where he confesses. They tell you it's we're just going to let him talk now, and he goes off for six or seven minutes. Here's OJ yeah, hypothetically uh, confessing to murder. OJ Simpson never took the stand at his criminal trial and has never given an interview about his actions on the night of the murders. That is, until now. Listen closely for the next six uninterrupted minutes. O.J. puts himself, hypothetically, at the scene of the crime. Um, the chapter, chapter six, is called The Night in Question. Mm -hmm. uh, and you write in the book, now picture this, and keep in mind that this is Purely hypothetical. 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 Yes. Why don't you tell me 
what might have happened on the night of June 12, 1994. <laughs> and let's just walk yeah, through the night. I, well, first of all, it's, this is very difficult for me to do this. Uh, it was very difficult for me because it's hypothetical. I know and I accept the fact that people are going to feel whatever way they're going to feel. <laughs> you know, uh, they're going to, uh, um, you know, some uh, whatever, uh, whatever they want to feel. In the book, the hypothetical is... Uh, uh, Charlie uh, pulls out. Charlie. <laughs> uh, this guy, Charlie, shows up. The guy who I had recently become friends with. And uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you had been buying the Cole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And, uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop, right? So we kind of hooked up together, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of broad-stroking this. Yeah, don't. We go over. Give us details. Get in the Bronco and go over. Let, mm -hmm. Let's just go back and do the details. Where did you I'm park? i the details. You park in, in the... the hypothetical, go in the alley. Right. You park in the alley. Yeah. Parked in the alley. And mm -hmm. you put on a wool cap and gloves. Uh, in the hypothetical, I put on a cap and gloves. Right. Yeah. And... Um, you reached under the seat for um, a knife. I always kept a knife in the car for the crazies and stuff because you can't travel with a gun. Mm -hmm. And I remember Charlie saying, "You ain't bringing that." And I didn't, right? But I believe he took it. Charlie took the knife. Yeah, in the book. Yeah, yes. in the book. So okay, that's hypothetically speaking. The back gate. You go through Don't the back it. gate. You go yes. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. open or broken or. I don't recall. Okay. I in go the hypothetical, the you I'm don't recall. To see what's going on, hmm. um, and hmm. I can see that it appears. Like Nicole had flop, I had candles all the time. She really did to keep her overhead down. I think, and music was on. And uh, while I was there, a guy shows up. You know, so Ron Goldman comes in the back gate. Yeah, a, a, a guy that I really didn't recognize. I, I may have seen him around, but I really didn't recognize him to be anyone. And. Uh, and I, in the mood I was in, I started having words with him. He says to you, hmm. I just came by to return a pair of glasses. Judy left them at the restaurant. Yeah, words to that effect, yes. And, and uh, he was I out. don't know if I believe it or didn't believe it. Uh, it was pretty much immaterial because, hmm. you know, uh, I was more concerned about everything that, that, everything that was going on. You know, and uh, was uh, fed up with it, I guess. And uh, You get into a fight. Nicole comes out. And a verbal, a verbal, a verbal fight. fight. Got a little loud, and by that time, uh, uh, Nicole had come out, and yeah. we started having words about mm -hmm. who is this guy, why is he here, what's going on. And, and she says, "This is my house. Get that the f out yeah. of here." Yes, and uh, which I didn't like because once again, this is the same person. And if you read the book, you'll see some things that happened in the two weeks leading up to this. Sure. So were, you're pissed. Uh, very, right? very irritating. Right. You know, you're irritated. Uh, and I think Charlie had followed this guy in, one make sure it was no problem, and he brought the knife. Uh -huh. As things got heated, uh, I just remember Nicole fell. Can we stop? And her? Hurt herself. Is it possible? So Nicole just suddenly falls. <laughs> what? California might have been an earthquake. We don't yeah, right. Know right. Had to be a strong one. Knock her off her feet. You know. Uh, he just remembers Nicole fell. Mm. <laughs> what? After he either knocked her down or stabbed her or something, I'm sure she fell. So now come the details. And 
it certainly sounds to me like this goes well beyond hypothetical. How horrifying for the Goldman family because Ronald Goldman had nothing to do with this. I mean, he he's just an innocent bystander. He's wrong returning place. her glasses, right? Wrong he's place, just wrong time. Yeah. He's he's not a lover of Nicole's. He isn't even a real close friend. He just knew her because she stopped by the restaurant all the time, left her glasses, so he delivers them back, and he gets caught up in this whole thing. Really sad on all sides, Uh, but he continued. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing, and I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed a knife. I do remember that portion, taking a knife from Charlie, and to be honest... After that, I don't remember, except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around and, um, um, what kind of stuff? Blood and stuff around. You know, blood and stuff. I hate to say yeah. this, but this is hypothetical. I'm right, sorry. Right. I know we got to back up again. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I want to back this up. This is hard. This is this hard. Is hard. To, I know. Yeah, I want to back up to. It's hard to try to make people think that I'm a. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, you wrote in the book, Why I have never seen so much blood in my life. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. This covered, is the weirdest interview. You're covered, the scene. Can you describe uh, yeah, it? I, I, it's hard for me to describe it, I'm telling you. I don't think any two people could be um, murdered the way they were without everybody being covered in blood. And, of course, I think we've all seen the mm. grisly pictures after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think everything was covered, would have been covered in mm-hmm. blood. Oof. And what goes through your mind at a time like that? I don't know. It's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. You write about removing a glove before taking the knife from Charlie. Uh, you know, I had no conscious memory of doing that, but obviously I must have because they found a glove there. Interesting And blacking statement. out. Have you ever blacked out before? Not to my knowledge. No. No. Of course, you- uh, of course, if something like this would take place in anybody's life, if it were to happen, I would imagine it's, you it's know, okay. what happened. Obviously, I must have. And what goes through your mind at a time? Okay. After so, that, I don't remember. Except skipping now I'm standing or there and there's all kind okay. of Is there a scratch on the tape? I don't think any two people could <laughs> be. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's stop it there. Murdered uh, the way they were. When I- uh, so that, the whole thing is just so weird. Because let's say he's innocent and he's just making up this hypothetical and he's doing it for money. Uh, are, are you that hard up for money that you, you are willing to say these things uh, for your children to hear? Are, are you that hard up for publicity that you're willing to say these things just so your name stays in the public forum? I don't know. It's uh, it's so strange that you would do this if you're innocent. I, I don't understand it. In the hypothetical, why does Charlie even have the knife? And all of a sudden, you just reach for it and he gives it to you? Uh, interesting. Again, a lot of people think, you know, Charlie is his alter ego. He's kind of made Charlie uh, part of himself. And that's kind of what they speculated last night on the show with the roundtable discussion was that uh, uh, Charlie is just 
actually OJ. And maybe, I, I, I don't know. It's pretty hard to believe that a couple of weeks ago, you just met this guy and you became fairly good friends. And then you bring him with you for a double murder. <laughs> That's uh, like I said. Some people just hit it uh, off, and uh, you know they you're have just you're just kindred spirits right off the bat, and you think hey, I'm hey, bringing this guy to kill my wife and Charlie, whoever else is over there. What's up? We're gonna we're gonna make this stop. And, and what sets this new guy in OJ's life off, where he's like, you know what? First of all, something's going on over at Ron uh, at Nicole's house. Yeah, and I'm so pissed off for you that I'm gonna murder her. Shut up, OJ. It's just, it's, uh, and he says, I don't know why he was over at Nicole's house. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe you need to worry about Charlie. Mm-hmm. I'm good grief, man. It's uh, just, I mean, it's such an insult to just our intelligence. I can't. Uh. The whole thing is, yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. But that's, that's been the nature of this story for the last 24 years. But how appropriate. That interview is from 2006. Mm-hmm. That fits in perfectly with 2018 America. That is about yeah, how much sense the world makes now. Yeah. So for it to resurface and air at this point in time is just too perfect. I'll tell you something else that makes a lot of sense, and that's getting Riduzone to help you lose and keep weight off. Um, we all know that the basic formula for losing weight, diet and exercise, right? People keep saying, well, what have you done to... To lose weight, well, I eat less. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty much that easy. Eat less. And exercise is also helpful. But there's something that will supplement that plan and make it a lot easier for you. It's called Riduzone. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged new dietary supplement that just helps you be less hungry. They've taken the good stuff in olive oil, and they created a patented product containing OEA that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite. It also helps burn fat. So with your proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight and, more importantly, help you keep it off. Now, you may probably see Sarah every every night uh, at 5 o'clock Eastern, 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central, on the news and why it matters. Hard to believe she was 100 pounds heavier. Um, but she says she still struggles with cravings, and Riduzone just helps take the edge off of those cravings. It it uh, controls your appetite, and it also makes it so you're not thinking about food all day long. Go order it right now and see what it can do for you. It's Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's another aspect I hated about that show last night. It just reminds me how much we all changed in the last 24 years. How much we've all changed. Uh, Judith Regan in the last 12. Christopher Darden in the last 24. Uh, It it hasn't gotten better for a lot of us. (laughs) You know? Uh, Things haven't haven't gotten better. So. Uh -uh. So. Uh, the hands of time, the sands of time just keep 
Now, do you draining. recall? I mean, because who doesn't, right? There, there are there are moments in American history that we share that uh, we know exactly where we were mm. when fill in the blank happened. I remember exactly where I was when the OJ verdict came down, and it was black and white. A different reaction. Blacks reacted one way, whites reacted another way. Yeah, and that was shocking. Yeah, um, it's but- not the case anymore, <clears throat> according to polls. I think it's around 80 85 percent of blacks now believe he was guilty wow whereas before i think it was around 20 or 30 so yeah things have changed over the years and and whites generally you know to make that thing about race was ridiculous oj simpson transformed race he yeah. transcended not transformed mm-hmm. he transcended race nobody thought of oj simpson as a black man a white man whatever that you just thought of him as a superstar you thought of him as one of the greatest players of all time. You thought of him as a really sympathetic character. I would hazard a guess that there weren't too many people as beloved as O.J. Simpson. White, black, red, brown, it didn't matter. People loved O.J. Simpson. And he was successful at virtually everything he did. Commercials, movies, TV shows, uh, even as an NFL analyst, when he's not very good at it, he's still... They still used him all the time. Why? Because he's a beloved character and a Hall of Fame football player. So the racial aspect of that was maddening to me. I knew it had nothing to do with it. If anything, he was going to get he was going to get the benefit of the doubt even more than let's say a white person would have. His celebrity status had nothing to do with his with the color of his skin. Nothing. Um, so. <clears throat> it's it just depends. Uh, Caller Ron, couple hours, well, last hour, uh, brought up some interesting aspects about what was under Nicole uh, Simpson's fingernails, the blood and skin. That's disputed by the lead detective. That's disputed by uh, the coroner, uh, with Ronald Goldman's knuckles being messed up, broken, whatever. The coroner said that Ronald Goldman never struck his uh, attacker. I, so I don't know. You go back and forth on this thing. I, I don't. I don't know. And then uh, OJ threw in this new little twist about Charlie, his uh, new acquaintance, new friend Charlie. <laughs> and who's that? Who? Where did Charlie go? Why haven't we? He never came up during the trial. He didn't come up after the trial. We never heard about him. You know, it was AJ Cowling, and it was. Uh, uh, the attorney, Cardassian. Oh, Johnny uh, Cochran. And Johnny and, Cochran, and, uh, all those guys. Marshall. It was never mentioned that there was a Charlie in any of this. Yeah, you'd think that I, if if I was being uh, put on trial for a murder I didn't commit and I knew exactly and who Charlie did was it, there, I'd be like, <laughs> Charlie. Oh, why isn't Charlie up here, man? <laughs> what, what am I trying gloves on for? Drag his ass in here. How weird is it that. During the scope of this interview, they uh, Judith Regan either never asked him or asked him, and it wound up on the cutting room floor. Wh- who is Charlie? Who is this guy, and where is he now? How did you meet him? How do you know him? Somebody mm. accompanied you on a hypothetical double murder, and we've never heard of him before? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Hold on. OJ went to a golf course. To find the real killer. 
He went to many golf courses mm-hmm. looking for the real killer. Maybe maybe we need to look at pro golfers mm-hmm. who are named Charlie. Yeah, maybe. And uh, oh my gosh, how many right. Charlies are in the, me, on the PGA? I'm tour about to right find now. out. PGA Tour. Oh, we're 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 gonna. We're, this guy's gonna be on trial tomorrow if I have anything to say about Speaking it. Speaking of golf, uh, Tiger Hoffman. Woods actually finished in the top five for mm. the first time since 2013 over the weekend. That's kind of cool. Found your and killer. A, a completely unrelated. Yeah, event. yeah, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, we're going for Charlie Hoffman. Okay. San Diego, California puts him in the same state. Yeah. Okay. How old is he? He's 41. 41. Oh, yep. So he's been his 20s. Plenty old enough. He could have done this. He could have been with Charlie OJ. Hoffman. There you go. PGA golfer. We're coming for you, sir. We got a warrant. Janine in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. I got a theory. I got, I got an answer for Charlie, but I'll give that to you in a sec. Okay. The reason why I'm calling is I, I didn't watch this thing last night, but. I've seen so many of the clips over and over and over between Glenn's show and and Doc's show and everything. Mm-hmm. And does anybody is anybody paying attention to the journalist who's interviewing him? I mean, she's uncomfortable with him. She doesn't look like she's very comfortable at all trying to talk to him. And she has to hone him back in, but she has to do it very gingerly. I, I think she really is somewhat afraid of him. And with that yeah. being said, yeah. why are, why are people with such passion wanting to defend crazy? Why are we defending crazy here? <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, you're talking about Charlie. That's his alter ego. Yeah. That's his split personality. You know, he's got. In fact, I wonder how many personalities this guy's got. So that's my answer. Appreciate it. Thanks, Janine. I, it's a definite possibility that it's just a uh, an alter ego of his. And maybe that's how he lives with himself because he just he just puts it all on his imaginary friend, Charlie, that's inside of him. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just pathetic. Isn't that kind of weird, too, how many people are dead that were involved in this? Johnny Cochran died right after. Uh, Robert Cardassian died just a couple of years after. Um uh, I think his other attorney, the other guy that was involved all the time, died. Like his whole legal team died afterwards within a fairly short period of time. Shapiro's still around. Is Shapiro alive? Yeah, right? I don't know. He might be. Yeah, maybe Shapiro's alive. Let me see. But is it possible that OJ shut them up? <laughs> yeah, Robert and Shapiro's still alive. Shapiro's still alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he's on Fox News quite a bit, too, if I'm not mistaken. Perhaps. I don't know. This shows how often I watch that. Me too. I was about to say, I think he's there somewhere. Uh, Marsha Clark has kind of kept a low profile ever since. Uh, I don't think these guys. Yeah, I was surprised Christopher Darden was there because I, I don't know how much, how excited they are reliving this stuff. Yeah. They really screwed it up Probably badly. The low light of their entire yeah. careers. Yeah. Sam in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Yeah. Keith, uh, 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 talk to you all again. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, the racial tension uh, uh, back in 91 with the Rodney King uh, beating by police officers. Yeah. Uh, probably had a very significant uh, effect on how the prosecuting attorneys, the public in, in uh, at large, and uh, everything that was going on. That's only four years later when this uh, right. tension uh, yeah, this occurred. Was... Appreciate the call, Sam. You're you got kind of a bad connection here, or else you're speaking uh, into a pillow. Uh, I, I'm not sure which it is. 
But yeah, they they kind of mentioned that really briefly that it was only four. That was no, it was two years, right? It was two to three years after the riots in Los Angeles. Yeah, the Rodney I'm King Rodney thing. King ninety three, yeah. ninety two, I think. Okay, uh, and then. The killing was the murder was in ninety four, the trial ninety five. So uh yeah, I, I don't know. It's it was ridiculous though that they used race in this thing at all. Cause nothing could be further from the truth. That OJ Simpson was being discriminated against by LAPD when it was when it was the police department that was basically in his pocket. They they loved him and they stopped over for a beer from time to time. And they helped cover up all the times when they went to his house responding to domestic violence. The other interesting aspect of this is the Marcus Allen thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he slept with Nicole, he's denied that ever since uh, 1994 or 5 when this came out. And uh, so, but I think that kind of wrecked the relationship between OJ and Marcus Allen, which it would. You know, if he's sleeping with your wife. <laughs> of course, I think at the time she would have been his ex-wife. But still, you wouldn't like that, yeah. right? You don't want that to happen. You want anybody to have her except your best friend. Uh, that wouldn't work out very well. 888 933 888 or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We've got Chewing the Fat with Jeffy on the way in uh, just a couple of minutes here. In fact, it's coming up next. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Happy music means it's happy time. Uh, time for chewing the fat with you. You know, look, I got a stack, a stack of stuff, a stack of stuff here for chewing. Mm-hmm. It, I know. Is you're, it wrong that all I want to do is talk about OJ? No, it's not. <laughs> I, I know you're as excited about. That I as mean, I was. I've got stuff here. That's, I've got some good stories, but all I want to, all I care about is OJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so fascinating. And you brought up earlier about the uh, OJ still owing the Goldmans. Uh, when he was let out of prison, they talked about. Remember, they said that uh, he was he was uh, the civil trial ordered to pay thirty three point five million, which yeah. you said every penny that he was to earn from that point on until he paid was supposed to go to the Goldmans. So since then, mm-hmm. uh, they figured that uh, the renewed judgment in two thousand fifteen brought it to fifty seven million. Wow! And then two years have passed, so now it's up supposed to be up over seventy million. He owes them. Oh my God! Good luck, God bless. It could be nine billion. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, He's yeah. not paying any of it. No, that's. I mean, that's like the, the money I owe to collectors. That's not. You're not getting anything. Yeah, right. 
Well, it's going to hurt, your, gonna hurt your credit rating. Oh, well. Yeah. Whatever. Dang. Don't, <laughs> you can tell me I owe you $18 billion. You're not getting a dime. I yeah. It doesn't matter. Bring it down. We could work. $70 million. Yeah. Wow. It's, so it's doubled since right. the initial judgment. I mean, I, the story was, I mean, it was fascinating with Christopher Darden there. and I mean, I thought it was a little... They had the Eve Chen, the friend of Nicole there. I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Come on. That was strange. Regan was fine. The FBI profiler, eh, okay. Uh-huh. You know, whatever, it was fine. But uh, there was some great stuff in there that I hadn't heard before, like OJ uh, talking about the, uh, joking around about, where's my $10,000? You know when they said he had $10,000 with yeah. his passport in the bag yes. and stuff with things? Yeah. And uh, he said, I had like three bucks in my wallet. <laughs> And uh, when I when they gave me my stuff, in fact, when I left, when I was giving him my stuff, I said, "Where's that ten thousand dollars y'all said I had?" Mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. was he's he's really fascinated with. Look, he was brought up a poor kid, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. he became a superstar, made a lot of money, yeah. and it was all about him. And it was always all about him. Uh, he even made the joke about uh, when they talked about the baseball bat uh, story. I mean, he, yeah, why'd you have the bat in your hand in the first place? He That's just he was just carrying it. Was not. It was by the explained. door. It was by like the you're door. Always door. carrying a bat around. Look, with it's, it. It's, it's, look it, the kids have toys and stuff. I, I just went outside to talk to Nicole, and I had a bat in my hand. You know how you know how you do? No. And uh, I was just do? leaning against the no. car. I was just leaning against the car, and I was swinging it. Uh-huh. I mean, you heard his explanation. Banging it on the tire. And she said, hey, "If you if you break it, I'm gonna have to fix it." And he's, "I paid for it." Uh-huh. I mean, look, it was her car. I gave it to her, but I, I paid for it. I yeah, bought it I for love her. how he slips that in there. I, oh, always. It's mine. I mean, I always. paid for it. Right. And that's all he did. You know, that's why it, when he when he made the dig at Nicole about uh, the house, when he came to the house and she had all the candles burning, and I don't know, she liked to cut corners, you know, cut overhead, mm-hmm. you know, like she's cheap, uh-huh. can't pay the power bill, Yeah, doesn't have any money. Yeah. You know, it's, that's why she has the candles on. I mean, it, it's all him, right? I mean, it was all, it was all OJ. It's all about OJ. I mean, it, I want to still love him, but man, it's tough after that. It's it is, yeah, real it is. tough after that. He came across more douchey than I had anticipated. <laughs> well, he's uh, he's always been. I mean, I know, I know, I know, and he's always been pleased with himself, and he's always you know. But he and he even talked about his affairs. You yeah, know, he had, had talked about him, and by that time, even Nicole was having some. That's according to him. You know, she was. Yeah, I mean, it's clear. It's clear. It's clear. Pat, it's clear. <laughs> it's clear. Uh-huh. And uh, I it, mean, she may she may have been tired of him cheating on her all the time. So yeah, you know, right. And especially if he was abusing her, you know, she right. turned to others. And why so. do you leave your glasses at a restaurant to have them returned by by the guy that works there? Uh, I think you know why. <laughs> no, I think you know why. No, yeah, no. I think you do. No, I don't know why. But oh yeah, you do. No. You leave them there on purpose, Pat. Don't uh-huh. be, don't play like you don't know that. Like you haven't done that before. Yeah, because nobody forgets their sunglasses. Nobody, right? It's never happened in the history of. Well, of planet. course, it does happen, but you know, you don't. You don't. You just don't. Okay. <laughs> it's so silly, but it's it is. you know, it just uh, the whole thing. I mean, I'll, we I'll get to the other stories because I know everybody's. I don't know that it matters anymore. It's like it brought back all. You know what really brought back all the memories was uh, I was surprised that. Like like you at the time on the radio, it's all you talked about. It's all consuming. Mm-hmm. OJ forever. It was your life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was just you think the Trump stuff is is bad and what we're doing, but at that time it was. I mean, you were consumed mm-hmm. with OJ. The world was consumed with him. I mean, remember they said last night over a hundred million people, of which I was one, watched that OJ chase, that yeah. car chase. So was I. 
Right. 100 million people. That's amazing. Right. It's one of the most watched events I mean, to I can day. still yeah. remember Larry King breaking into that basketball game. Yeah, it's the uh -huh. only reason I had the basketball game on, quite frankly. <laughs> to watch the car chase. Well, uh, but I mean, the game was on when they broke in. But I'm just yeah. saying, it, yeah, it, yeah. you know, all that, all that, all that coverage for that. But uh, I just remember, like, um, remember the, remember the scene where he came back from Chicago and they had him in handcuffs in the front yard mm -hmm. for, and they didn't have him in handcuffs very long. Mm -hmm. But man, did that bring back! I was like, oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the money shot. OJ in the front yard under the tree in the handcuffs. I remember when the story broke wow. uh, that she'd been killed, his ex-wife, and her friend Ronald Goldman. I, the first thing I thought of, because I heard OJ, was I, I hope it's not OJ. And when I heard that he'd been in Chicago the night before, I thought, oh, there you go. good, he's got an airtight alibi. Right. Nope, he flew there afterward. Well, so. well I, but, okay, so I love his his excuse of the, the hand, the cuts on the hand and stuff. Mm -hmm. How come the prosecution never had uh, anybody? I, I don't remember, recall, and I have to go back, and I, I don't know that I want to take the time to go back and review the entire case, but I just remember where his excuse was that, you know, he cut it in Chicago. And that was always his excuse, that he yeah. cut it in Chicago and uh -huh. broke a glass. Mm -hmm. Well, he said even last night that, you know, on the way to the plane in L.A., he signed some autographs. He signed some autographs in Chicago before mm -hmm. he went up to the room, mm -hmm. and his hand wasn't bleeding then. I mean, nobody stepped forward and said, yeah, it was, or no, it wasn't. I mean, I, I find that, you know, that's a pretty mm -hmm. it's a pretty simple thing to do, I would think. I mean, yeah. Christopher Darden, I know he was pissed last night because there was, you know, he felt like they, they had uh, such a strong case, but they screwed it up, man. Badly. They screwed it up. They, yeah. they had all this, they had all this evidence and they just threw it out there. It felt like they were just throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if it was done. Mm -hmm. And it was O.J. Simpson, man. I didn't ever think they felt the grasp of who they were up against. Maybe they did. Maybe I don't know. You know, maybe they did. Maybe the, you know. I guess they did a they did a poor job. Yeah, though. they really did. they really did. I think most everybody acknowledges that. I don't know if they do, uh, but were they up against it? Yeah, kind of, because he, he was a beloved character. Yeah, right. It was O.J. So Simpson, man. Nobody wanted to believe it, but by the by the end of the trial, I certainly did. So how do you lose that case when you've got the preponderance of evidence they did? Well, they brought up, look, I mean, he, OJ even said uh, last night in that interview that uh, even, in, again, this is OJ talking, but he was uh, saying that uh, the, the uh, sheriff deputies were telling him that uh, he was going to get off. He was going to get off because, the, because whenever they catch police lying, yeah. people get off. doesn't matter. Yeah. And they were right. Now, whether that's true or not, he was told that or not, I don't know. But he was always cared about how what he looked like, what it, oh, what yeah. it was all about. You heard him talk about his first day in court. He was pissed at the deputies for waking him up every 15 minutes because yeah. he was supposed to supposedly on suicide watch, and he talked about being so tired and he didn't have a tie on and he looked tired and disheveled. He always cared about that. He did mm -hmm. not want to look like that in front of the public, man. Right. Right. And uh, that's just, why he hit, last night, even after all the evidence, even after photographs, he still denies being an abuser because he doesn't want that. Perception no, he does not. And remember, what I think he wants that less than the perception of him being a murderer. Yeah, I think it bothers him more that he's an abuser. Absolutely. It does. Yeah, it, absolutely. It does, man. He does not want to have that nope. at all. No. I mean, there's no question about that. Anyway, okay, we'll move on. There's more, I know there's more stuff we can get to. Congratulations, Black Panther. Billion bucks. 26 days. Pretty good. I finally saw it. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. You like it? I did. Yeah, it's good. Very much so. So for the fourth straight week, it's it's been out for a month now. It was still number one over the weekend. Amazing. 41 million. Amazing. And you talked about Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger, uh, Seth, absolutely, they have got to love that Tiger is back. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean. the See those uh, crowds? The, and the Jeez. overnight ratings for the Golf Channel alone, uh-huh. uh, up 103%. Uh, Saturday, Golf Channel and NBC Sports Digital, 612% jump from last year, most streamed event. I mean, wow. they were, they're asking one of his sponsors, the Bridgestone Golf Guy, hey, Woods transcends the game along with legends like Ali and Jordan. He does. It's true. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. Tiger's winning. You hear Tiger's winning, and you go to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's – Yep. It's like Pavlov's dog, man. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Uh, and the news about uh, the news I found fascinating about the burger flipping robot that uh, they pulled the plug on. Uh, the burger flipping robot uh, they worked for one day uh, and they unplugged it. What? Why? Sorry, it's over. Yeah. Was he eating? They all the couldn't food keep or? up. Well, you know, remember Flippy? Uh, they've got the video of Flippy when Flippy first started. They were <laughs> pushing, uh, pushing uh, Flippy the robot, okay. and uh, it you know it cooks and flips the burgers, slides it, turns it, boom, hello. And they had it. Flippy. It was a big deal, Flippy. Yeah, it was a big, a big deal, Flippy in California. They were going to set it up. Flippy's coming. Here you go, Flippy's coming. And then uh, it, uh, it was such a big deal. Uh huh. And so many people showed up. Yeah. Flippy couldn't keep up. Whoa. So the uh-huh. robot you know, couldn't do what but, a human can but do. But th- th- that's uh, that's not true, really, because I know that everybody wants to believe that. But they had it programmed to make two thousand a day. All right, and so many people showed up <laughs> that it was only, it was doing what they had programmed it to do. It just mm-hmm. wasn't enough, so they pulled the plug and said, "You know, Flippy will be back in a little while. They're going to reprogram that bad boy." So it, humans still have a job for a little while, good until <laughs> Flippy decides that uh, what they need to you know program it so that I can change, uh, you know, what the maximum amount is per day. They get mm-hmm. busy, they can up it, down it, whatever they need mm-hmm. instead of just a. So they particular have to amount. Unplug it to do that. Yeah, they said just... that's what. Yeah, they pulled it. They didn't want weird. people waiting in line for burgers. They brought in humans. Flippy will be back, but uh, right now he's just right there collecting a little bit of dust, uh, right. collect, mm-hmm. waiting on a little bit of a grease. And um, don't forget. Oh well, we can do the. Tr- I got a couple of stories here. What? How much time? Well, we got plenty of time. South Carolina man arrested, charged. Because he made a list of people who ought to be killed. Mm. You can't even make a list anymore. You can't even make a list. They arrested a man after reviewing one of his social media posts that linked to a YouTube video titled, List of People Who Ought to Be Killed. Christopher Raines, uh, charged with threatening a public employee and unlawful communication. All right. I mean, are we we're starting to stretch a little bit with the unlawful communication? Well, we don't want to make the same mistake again. Uh, it's kind of understandable. Uh, when we have a law out there mm-hmm. that talks about uh, unlawful communication that they throw on there as a misdemeanor, just mm-hmm. to throw in there so they can throw you in jail for a little while, I, is we're starting to have a problem. Mm. I would think you could get him on uh, the Patriot Act, uh, making terrorist well, threats. I, well, I think that and what they, what they got him on, which, which, which is a class three felony, is the uh, threatening a public employee? They mm-hmm. make you know you can't anybody that anybody that even surrounds a public employee uh, that's a you know that's a felony. Public employees are more important than anybody else. <laughs> yes, right? 
Okay. Yeah. More, more protected than anybody yeah. else. That's good. All right. right. Great. That's I know. That's great. I know. And the unlawful communication is the use of a telephone or other electronic means to communicate words or language of a profane, vulgar, or lewd nature or convey an obscene, vulgar, indecent, profane, suggestive, or immoral message to another person. That's you every day. I mean, who among us? Mm -hmm. Who among us? Certainly not you. Have done. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it because you're. 100% 100% correct mm-hmm. there. And uh, liberals have started their anti-Trump dating website, so you got a good place. You have a safe space Oh no! for mm. couples to unite in social justice. And <laughs> hatred. Liberals have. Donald Trump, that's great. <clears throat> the NeverTrump.dating uh, describes itself as a safe space where all liberals are welcome. It was founded by the American Liberal Council. In a press release, the ALC said the website was made with progressives independents, disillusioned Republicans, and the LGBT community in mind. Unlike the political opposition, we're keeping our doors open. Uh, that's great. The Never Trump dot dating. Mm, it's a good... How did they get the dot dating? Because that worked. Yeah. I typed that in. Dot dating? So it's a safe space for I you to old. go and... That's... Discover love, romance, and friendship on your mobile device or desktop. Doesn't say anything about... Come on, baby. It's great. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, brick... Go down, yeah. scroll down. Yeah. Scroll down. Scroll up. Up or down. <laughs> Take the mouse, man. Jesus. Unite in love. Unite against Trump. <laughs> That's one of the headlines. Find your progressive partner today. Escape Trumpism with an enlightened lover. <laughs> our democracy can still be saved, but first we must find those with so like-minded sad. beliefs. Our, our democracy Obama. can't be saved because we, we don't, don't have, have a democracy. democracy. Thank you. Ugh. Put that in your pipe. Wow. It's uh, amazing. amazing. And another uh, in China. uh, Mm -hmm. This is a little helpful hint. Uh, If you're thinking, you know, maybe we buy the kids a pet tiger. What do you think? Maybe we buy the kids a pet tiger and Mm -hmm. we keep it from a little little tiger cub and just raise it. It'll be fine, right? Cubs, tigers, they're fine. Sure, yeah. Even, I mean, people at the Fuzhou Zoo in China raised this tiger from a cub. It's been domesticated with long-term interaction with humans. One official even described the tiger as usually quite docile. Mm. And it went ahead and ate his keeper. Whoa. Oh, yeah, uh, the keeper came in to give him some food, got a little too comfortable with tiger. Uh, Tiger attacked item. him and killed him? Yep, tiger. That stinks. Wow. Hey, um, so speaking of zoos. <laughs> tiger um, And there's, uh, there's some footage, too, but I didn't decide not to air yeah, that for you. Back. Jeffy, <laughs> Jeffy um, speaking of zoos, did you ever finish the uh, cigarette that you were uh, puffing on last week? <laughs> did you ever get your uh, camera set up? You know, they didn't even tell me. Uh, the next thing I know, yeah. they tell me, uh, you guys, they They're called, on. you didn't say anything, They're and on. so they hung up. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you you were busy uh, smoking. So <laughs> I mean, didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> So also, uh, I'll, I'll leave with uh, my last uh, little uh, tweet uh, meme of the weekend that drove me crazy. Uh, a giant spider, believed I to be a tarantula, no, no. Uh, was rescued in L- North Queensland, Australia. Nope. After it was seen clinging to a branch over a flooded river. Don't care. This giant tarantula is clinging for life on this branch, Just and die. people saved it. Why? Um, I would say that this cannot happen. Nope. Thank uh, you. The people that are responsible for this must be jailed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spider must be euthanized. Thank you. And this should never happen again. Again. And Sorry, Peter, yeah. but this is unacceptable. Uh-huh. Uh, this is messing with God right here. God meant for the spider to die. Mm-hmm. And human, we cannot have this. This is unacceptable.
Mm-hmm. So just grotesque. <laughs> All right. And that was chewing the fat with Jeffy. Uh, let me tell you about something that just makes you feel better. And you might not even be able to put your finger on it. You just have increased energy. Uh, you're not as lethargic all day. I've, I've been hearing people in this building talk about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition for a long time. Uh, finally gave it a shot. And it turns out it's the only way I get real vegetables in my diet because I hate vegetables. Are you a vegetable guy, Jeff? Oh, Pat. Oh, yeah. You, I can man. tell. Just look at By it, man. You, yeah. I... Mm-hmm. The you love this exude this is vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's, my uh, kids call me garden. <laughs> so, Jackie Pussy's in my uh, in my drink that I have uh, for breakfast now every day, and it gives you a f- just in an eight ounce eight ounces of water or your favorite drink like a smoothie or whatever. It, it gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Fantastic! It's prebiotic probiotic i don't even know what that does but it's <laughs> What's supposed it to again? be really good now prebiotic probiotic it boosts your immune system and it has antioxidant power plus it's not extracted from anything it's actual real food uh it's really good stuff and it's it gives you vegetables if you don't like vegetables go to brickhousepat.com and and just try field of greens today get your free shaker bottle with the offer code pat brickhousepat.com that's BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns. 888-933-93 or at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Uh, Texas Lori D says, y'all need to remember Nicole was almost decapitated too. That takes a rage that is deep. Murder of convenience or robbery usually isn't that intimate, for lack of a better word. Um, Constitutional Stoner says, so... Is Elizabeth Warren hypothetically a Native American? Mm. Yeah, she turned down uh, a DNA. All she has to do is spit in the tube, send it in. We'd find out how Native American she really is. She won't do it. She knows who she is. Oh, okay. Uh, from Michael NP1701, I noticed they're, when they're trying on the bloody gloves, they had OJ put on a, smear, a, a pair of latex gloves, mm. a small pair, which interfere with the fit of the bloody gloves. That's when I knew the trial was a sham. Mm. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Uh, and from GD, why haven't you mentioned the connection Alex Jones made with O.J. Simpson and the Vegas shooting? Really, really good question. Really right. good. We've been very, uh, very remiss in that. Plus, there's another interesting theory yeah. beginning to circulate about Charlie. Well, somebody mentioned on Twitter to you at Pat Unleashed and they said, hey, uh, the thought has been that OJ, that Charlie was um, OJ's son, Jason. Do you remember when we talked about this a while ago, there's a theory that his son actually committed the killings in the first place. Well, he would have been 23 at the time. 23, yeah. He, this is from his first wife. Mm-hmm. So this is one of maybe the, his oldest son, Jason. And uh, this uh, this website that has this little summary just says, um, 
Uh, could have been a joint enterprise. The theory was discussed uh, on the Real Crime Profile podcast, which um, uh, includes allegations that Jason had previously threatened girlfriends and managers with a knife, which, considering Brown was stabbed to death, seems suspicious. Uh, uh-huh. Plus, the idea that they did it mm. together would explain OJ's blood at the crime scene. Others have pointed out that killing two people in a small enclosure would be very difficult for one person, so maybe a double team does make sense. It's interesting, too, because you know he wouldn't implicate Jason in any way. Mm -hmm. So if it was Jason, he would make up some name for him, like, I don't know, Charlie, perhaps? And Charlie, the unexplained Charlie, is a good friend that he knew for a couple of weeks. It would also make sense how Jason had access to Nicole's house to even tell OJ what was going on over there. Interesting. That's a good theory, actually. Huh. That's a really good theory. So we're not going with the pro golfer, Charlie Thompson, or whatever yeah, his name I, was? I'm torn now. Now you're t- I'm torn. Now you're torn? <laughs> well, you, I, I thought I built a, sol- a solid you, you case really there. Did. You really did. Don't get me wrong. Being but I'm a tad torn now. That pro golfer named Charlie. Uh, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. Jason would probably be in his, he'd obviously be in his 40s 47 now, now. Mid to late, mm-hmm. late 40s. Mm-hmm. Wow. I see. What does Jason do? Then there was, um, is his daughter, oh, Sydney? And Justin. Now they were upstairs asleep when it all went down. But Sydney, who is now thirty-three-ish, uh, has always stood by her dad and says he didn't have anything to do with this. So it's the love of the children, but you also have the love of your mom in there. So if you had an inclination that your dad did this, yeah, it could affect your relationship. And apparently they're really close and. She's always uh, stayed by his side on this thing. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed is inevitable. Pat Gray. Only... On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, your Stormy Daniels update for the day. Apparently, uh, Van Jones had some interesting thoughts on this when he spoke yesterday to CNN's Don Lemon. He calls the whole thing disgusting. Let's just cut the crap. It's late. It's a long week. <laughs> Let's just, this, this is sleazy, disgusting, mm-hmm. garbage behavior on the part of Donald Trump and on the part of his organization, period. You know what's not fun? Mm-hmm. You know what's not fun? What? Try to explain to your nine-year-old son mm-hmm. what a porn star is because he's watching the <laughs> news. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, at a certain point, we just have to say, this is, oh, well, it's Donald Trump, so it's okay. It's not Donald Trump. It's the <laughs> president of the United States engaging in disgusting, sleazy behavior with sleazy people around him, 
and now lying about it and acting like some no if I, I look I find me a lawyer who's gonna go and pay my bills off of a home equity line I hey I'll, I'll have that lawyer the rest of my life there's not a lawyer that's been born in the history of the bar that's doing that they're lying about garbage behavior and it's wrong hey we didn't vote for a pastor in chief okay right. okay we, we didn't vote for a pastor in chief. Or an altar boy. I'm not interested in his behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in his policies. Policies. <laughs> uh, we have new Stormy Daniels news breaking right now, by the way. We do. What? Uh, oh, well, then let me. Oh, just... yeah. oh, yeah, cool. Stormy update, part two. Okay, and uh, okay. the breaking news? Uh, she wants to return the $130,000 in hush money uh, via a wire transfer to Trump in order to mm. end the non-disclosure agreement, talk about the alleged affair, and release any texts, pics, and videos she may have. You know he's not going to agree to that. He's just not oh. going to. But uh, uh, here, uh, Van had a little more to say uh, about the scandal. And now we got to go bird poop by bird poop by bird poop to prove <laughs> that we've got a that we've got a, a, a bird in the cage. That the, the bird is in the cage. He's caught red-handed paying off a porn star, and we got to pretend like something else is going on. I will say, it just mm-hmm. like Republicans aren't being consistent on this. Neither is he. He didn't care about Bill Clinton's behavior in the in the White House. He didn't care at all. Are you are you kidding me? That's uh, that's some hypocrisy right there as well. But this thing could get a lot worse for President Trump before it gets better. Like if she somehow decides and really does have pictures and texts and all of that, yeah, this could get real ugly. But that's your stormy update for the day. Yeah. It's not every day. Well, it has been lately that you get to play Classics 4 music right. uh, from 1968-ish. Um, also, President Trump, during a speech in Pennsylvania, this is, a, <laughs> this is quite a speech that he made uh, over the weekend. He, um, he said, we need, we need to pass DACA. Uh, here, he'll tell you why. They want to stop DACA. DACA is their <laughs> issue. But I'm willing to go along. Why are you get it, it done. Yours? We got to get it done, right? No. Get it done. And besides that, you know, no. honestly, Listen to him. we yeah. need good, no. great workers in our country because I'm bringing a lot of companies Un- into this country. We're not going to have workers for it. We have to bring no. them. But DACA, they're here. They're good people. And the Democrats <laughs> are trying to not do so. I offered a deal that was so good you can't refuse, right? Like the mob pictures. I give you a deal that's so good you can't refuse. No, you blew it. Yeah. I made a deal. I, I gave them a deal so good they could not refuse. And I did it because I thought they were going to refuse. And they did. And they're getting killed now by the DACA recipients. They're getting killed. I, he did it because he believes it. He wants DACA to happen. What do you mean? Uh, you wouldn't be telling us that you're going to get it done and we need DACA if you were just doing this to trick Democrats. This was not what he said during the campaign. He did not say we need these people because there aren't enough workers. That's rhetoric of the left. That's, oh, they're doing the job that no American will do. 
I, I hate that rhetoric. I hate that argument. And he's making it. Did you also notice that when he said, I'm trying to get this done and they, they won't let me do it, you didn't hear cheers. You didn't hear applause. You heard people aghast at what he's saying. This is not popular. Look at the beginning of this again. Let's just play it up to that point where he talks about how he's trying to bring DACA uh, past the bill. And, and look at the audience reaction here. They want to stop DACA. DACA is their yeah, issue. So does everybody else. But I'm willing to go along. Get it done. We got to no. get it done, right? Get it done. And besides right? that, Build you know, the honestly, no. we need good, great right. you workers. Stop it. I, I hear yelling, build the wall. I hear yeah. the no, don't do DACA. He doesn't care. We need to do this deal, right? No. Nobody in that audience thinks you're right on that. We're running into dangerous waters with mm. President Trump now because he's tired of other people getting credit for the policies that were really good last year. So now he has said he's going to do more things on his own. He's going to fly solo. I'm tired of listening to these guys. He wants the credit for everything now. It's fascinating to watch. Um, but... Let's see. I'm looking for the quote that he, where he actually says, advisors and supporters were caught off guard recently when President Trump appeared to embrace gun control measures at a freewheeling roundtable with lawmakers in the wake of the Florida school shooting. He later met with NRA, the NRA, and appeared to soften his stance, but his comment, take the guns first, go through the process second, drew strong criticism. Yeah. Uh, still, Trump continues to hold on to hold that as he did in the at the convention. He alone can fix things. He made it clear when he ran into an ABC reporter in the moments before North Korea, the North Korean announcement. Trump wouldn't say exactly what was coming, but it, but he stressed, hopefully you will give me credit. <laughs> That's, I believe. What he's really concerned with now. That's why he's not going to listen to his advisors. He wants the credit for all this stuff. He wants to be loved. He wants to be admired. Uh, and he he wants everybody to believe that he's the greatest president of all time. But I will give him credit for this. Uh, nobody else has met with the North Korean leader. No other American president has done this. So... It looks like this is going to happen. He And he made this decision without consulting uh, Secretary Tillerman, Tillerson. Tillerson was headed for the Middle East and uh, maybe in Africa or uh, when the announcement was made. And he wasn't consulted on it. Wait, you? wow, you didn't consult the Secretary of State? Okay. Uh, but they're going to apparently do this by May. South Korea's National Security Advisor Chung Yo-Yang informed US, the U.S. press of the expected in-person conversation and said the goal of the unprecedented meeting between the two leaders is permanent denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Chung didn't say where the meeting would take place. Half hour after the foreign official announced the meeting steps from the White House, the White House confirmed uh, the president's participation in this and that the talks would be held within the next two months. Uh, president Trump greatly appreciates the nice words of the South Korean delegation and President Moon 
he will accept the invitation to meet Kim Jong-un at a place and time to be determined. We look forward to the denuclearization of North Korea. In the meantime, all sanctions and maximum pressure must remain. So apparently we gave no concessions for this, but we're, I guess, Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un are going to meet in a historic summit that maybe could reshape that portion of the world. We'll see. It has been interesting that uh, that we've had all of these concessions so far. For instance, the the games, the Winter Games, went off with North Korea's participation and their blessing, and they made sure to let everybody know they weren't threatening them in any way. Yeah, Trump took credit for credit for that on uh, Twitter, by the way. Of course. Yeah, he, he said that um, the reason it was a success and the reason they were able to sell tickets is because uh, uh, he lessened the threat by his <laughs> tough talk with North Korea. Well, he might have. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know that I can dispute that. And I that. think when I read that, I think I said out loud at the time, I think I said, this may be true, mm-hmm. but you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind, man. Well, he does. <sighs> he actually does. So. Hey, what do you think they could do this, um, this summit, by the way? Because I've been trying when to figure out no, where. Because I'm trying to find the geographical center between North Korea and the United States. And uh, I'm ending up uh, in the North Pacific. Hawaii. Yeah. Uh-huh. You Let's could do see. it in Hawaii. You could do it in South Korea. It's not going to be done here. We're not going to invite him here. You know, right in between, though, would be I don't Guam. think we want to do it in North Korea. Too many too many people in the entourage uh, to do it in Guam might tip it over. Well, you might, yeah. Do it My there. concern is the whole island could uh, tip over and uh, capsize. <laughs> Somebody tweeted me this weekend. I think it was uh, was it Corey Emerson. Did you send that? Who sent that? That uh, it was a video of um, a helium shortage that uh, Hank Johnson tried to warn us about back in the day. Gotta really? find, gotta find that video for you. Oh man, <laughs> well, this one was so my, great. My fear is that uh, this is why it can't be the on whole Guam. island will uh, uh, become so over overly populated, populated that it will tip over <laughs> and. Uh, and capsize. And capsize. And then the response is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't anticipate that. Uh, <laughs> we don't anticipate that because uh, it's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard okay. uttered by an American I'm going to send you this video of Hank Johnson talking about helium. It was from Gary H. Thank you for tweeting that at me, All sir. Right. You're going to love it, Pat. 888 <laughs> um, All right. Let me tell you about uh, America's schools. I, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. They've changed a lot since we, since we grew up. Um, you know, it was safe. It, learning was more than safe spaces and propaganda. They, they taught us the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic, even though yeah, right. arithmetic doesn't start with R. Teach you how to spell. So, yeah, they, <laughs> they taught us incorrectly <laughs> on that score. <laughs> But the rest of it was, you know, it was okay. Um, Things have gone downhill a lot since that okay education that we used to get. That's why I want you to consider Freedom Project Academy. It's a fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical online school. And it's for your kids all the way from kindergarten through high school. So it's an incredibly interactive education your students attend live classes every day. This isn't taped with uh, teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. 
They don't accept a penny of government funding. So they don't have to worry about the government's proposals. They can stay committed to teaching your kids how to think, not what to think. And I, I absolutely love that. That's why I can't strongly recommend enough that you go to freedomforschool.com. Just get your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. The enrollment ends in July, but the classes fill up really fast. So go there today. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Tell them Pat, Pat sent you. Uh, as we're joined by Brad Staggs. Mm, it's story time. Mm. Brought to you by, and, and you can hear it because of, usewaxrx.com. Nice. Yay! So it's so relaxing. Three out of four clients who are mostly men fall asleep during the session. Because of all the stress people have and the lack of real-world communication due to the Internet, they want to make a connection with someone and experience healing. The basic service at the spa lasts 30 minutes and costs about $32. The customer is first introduced to a kimono-clad young woman who serves him tea and makes small talk. She then places his head on her lap, covers his face with a handkerchief, and inserts an ear pick made of bamboo into his ear <laughs> with a small scoop on the end. The trajectory Ooh. was going somewhere else. <laughs> it's but it right up, up in, until that point. Ended up in the it, ear. <laughs> <laughs> it had such potential. These are earwax cleaning salons. <laughs> they have them in Japan. Ugh. You go in and they will clean. You lay your head down on the young lady's lap. She will clean the wax out of your ears. I don't care who you are. That's hot. That's hot. That is so hot. That's or not. Hot or not. Well, now or, if you don't not. think it's hot, you mm-hmm. can go to usewaxrx.com and order the simple three-step uh, system and clean your ears in the privacy of your own home. Now, if you want to hire somebody in a kimono to come over and do it for you in the privacy of your home, that's up to you. No judgment. So they don't have a coupon for that? Uh, well, they don't, but we okay. do. If you use promo code radio at usewaxrx.com, you'll get free standard shipping. Do it by yourself in your home. Be private. Usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. a minute ago about uh hank hank uh, johnson's mm. concerns about guam tipping over and uh capsizing uh he was al- he also brought up something else i'll bet you haven't paid enough attention to that's why we have this man in office yeah. to remind us of these sorts of issues Whew. that are like critical. a kid at a carnival Right. I rise in full support of H.R. 527, oh, okay. the Responsible Helium Administration and Stewardship Act. The of 20 re- Responsible Helium Administration no, stewardship. and Stewardship Act? Yeah, stewardship. Uh, in 13. Okay. Mr. Speaker, mm-hmm. I'm relieved that, and I'm, and I'm sure that uh, the American people are relieved as well, that mm-hmm. Congress is finally going to do something about one of the most pressing issues of the day, 
That is, uh, uh, we've got to ensure access to helium for all. What? Surely Why? those harmed by sequestration and those harmed by the Republican failure to appoint <laughs> budget conferees uh -huh. appreciate the House spending two full legislative days on this most critical issue. I think he's being the sarcastic American I do too. I certainly understand the fact that 48 hours well, of, this house, of this House's precious time was necessary. Okay, he's... So wait a minute. He's actually... He's actually joking there but how do you know this based on his past yeah i know that's i mean because the there was no way he was joking about guam no way he totally meant, meant that no one. way mm. i think he did this to cover up the guam thing to make it seem like Ooh. okay see i've always been yes dry sarcastic like that he nailed it uh -huh. nice job that's what he's doing. because that's about the same time he's reading about 2013 it's about the same exact time uh that yeah, he did close. the guam thing it's definitely close Ooh. This oh, is yeah. fantastic. This is uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and then there was more from the president at that uh, Pennsylvania speech. Uh, it's amazing. A certain anchor on CNN, uh -huh. fake as hell. CNN, the worst. Uh huh. Oh. Mm. So fake. Fake so, news. So fake. Fake news. What are they chanting? Can you tell? Bad things? I I don't know. I don't but know again, what saying. and their ratings are lousy, by the way. And compared to Fox, their ratings. <laughs> All this right. is fantastic. This is amazing. <laughs> A certain anchor on CNN, fake as hell. CNN. Now imagine I, Obama saying that about Fox News. I know. We'd be apoplectic. We would. We'd go nuts. Uh, but I think he's talking about uh, Chuck Todd there, right? The, the, the certain anchor. Yeah. And then Chuck Todd is speaking with uh, one of the administration the, officials. The Treasury Secretary. Treasure, yeah. Treasury Secretary. And listen to this discussion from Chuck Todd and the Treasury Secretary. Many people, including myself, raise their kids to respect the office of the presidency and the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. When he uses vulgarity to talk about individuals... Um, what are they supposed to tell their kids? Uh, again, I'll be with my kids this morning and I'll be focused on them, on what the president is doing to protect the United States, its citizens, and more importantly, So he's not economy. immoral? Mm -hmm. Don't worry about his values? Don't worry I, about I, him as I, a role I, model? I, I've, I've never said that whatsoever, so I don't know why you're putting these words in, in what I'm trying to say. Okay? Oh, I think you know why. So, again, I, I am very comfortable with what we're doing okay and again i think you're trying yeah, to take okay. this out of perspective and implying something i'm not saying oh fair enough that <laughs> what do you what are you supposed to say when he's using these vulgarities to kids uh again i think again, you should be I focused on what the policies are he's using those vulgarities in the context of a campaign well, rally they, they don't matter and uh obviously there were a lot of funny moments on, on on that rally yeah they were oh. hilarious <laughs> oh man i tell you it's a it's an interesting time to be alive isn't it we the stuff that we deal with every day really amazing uh for 
these officials and pastors to just continually claim that none of the vulgarity matters, none of his behavior matters. What matters is the policy. Well, the policies are starting to suck, too. Is there ever a tipping point here? No. When you're pushing DACA down the throats of Americans right in front of them. I mean, you go to Pennsylvania and you try to sell the DACA stuff? That didn't work. They did not appreciate that. They don't want any part of legalizing 1.8 million people and making them citizens in this country. They don't want that. But he does. He clearly wants it. That wasn't one of his, certainly wasn't a uh, a promise during the campaign that he was going to do that. That would have hurt a lot. 888-900-3393. And speaking of an interesting time to be alive, a company called Waitrose is selling gender-neutral Mother's Day cards now. Oh, boy. Uh, because they're trying to make the celebration of Mother's Day <clears throat> more transgender inclusive. That's a good one. The supermarket chain is selling a happy day to you or a happy you day card in its Mother's Day range. So the, the word mother never appears. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Mother's Day is about mothers. It's, it's not about dads or transgendered people or aunts or uncles. It's about Mothers. Yeah, the definition, a, a woman, this is a mother, uh-huh. a woman in relation to her child or children. You don't have to make that day inclusive for all. It's just about mothers. I can't take it. <laughs> Why is this happening? I cannot. No, Mother's Day could be for anybody. We're broad, broadening, the, broadening the cards and to whom they can go, whether it's grandmas or transgendered moms. Two moms, they also have a two moms are better than one card for same-sex couples. And a dad, thanks for being the most amazing mom card. So that's, isn't that great? That's wonderful. Get out of my face. We got that going for us. (laughs) So if, you know, for that special transgendered person in your life who's either a mother or not a mother, trying to become a mother, if they're transgendered in any way, um, here's the card for you. Mm. And I've got the filter for you, too, uh, from filterby.com. If you aren't properly maintaining your filters, uh, that can lead to a breakdown of your system and thousands in repairs or having to buy a new system. But there's a better way. It's filterby.com. They carry over 600 different filter sizes. They have uh, custom options for you. It's all shipped free within 24 hours, manufactured right here in America. Filterby also has... An array of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you're definitely going to be removing all the junk from the air in your house. Also, save 5% when you set up auto delivery and you never have to worry about it again. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Just breathe better. Filterby.com. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 
3393 <clears throat> Schools are preparing for for the massive walkout over gun control. Uh, you, you might remember that they set up the walk, right? They're they're doing the whatever it's called, walk for life. Is that what it's called? Uh, walk against guns. I don't know. We're 16 and we know everything walk, That's whatever it. it is. That's the one. Yeah, the one in D.C. coming up on the 24th. But there's also, I think, on the 14th, what is t- today's the 12th. So two days from now, they're supposed to do this. Uh, they've organized a massive walkout for students in schools. Seriously? Ugh. Anytime uh, students, whether they believe in this cause, know anything about it or not, of course they're going to walk out of school. <laughs> of course they're going to. They don't want to be in school. Walk out of school for spam. Whatever. They're out. I heard out of school. You know, 700,000 people walked out of school protesting the lack of spam in school lunches. Yeah. You know that would happen. Yeah. So some principals and superintendents are trying to, you know, placate the parents or the, the kids, but also keep them in school because this is ridiculous. It has nothing to do with their First Amendment right. They can exercise that right on their own time. They don't have to exercise that right during school time. The school is completely within their rights of saying, no, you, if you go, you're going to be suspended. And some of them have said that. They've promised that if you walk out, you're, you will be suspended. Others are using a softer approach, working with students to set up places on campus where they can remember the victims and express their views about school safety and gun control. Uh, so national demonstrations are planned of course no matter how schools decide to deal with this the students have been reassured by Harvard Yale MIT UConn UCLA and many other colleges and universities that their participation won't affect their chances of being admitted (laughs) that's great so keep encouraging this But for middle school and high school administrators, figuring out how to allow the demonstrations during school hours is proving challenging and in some cases isn't going very smoothly. In Needville, Texas, which is fairly close to Houston, Curtis Rhodes was castigated on social media because he warned the students that if you leave, you're going to be suspended for three days. Good for him. Mm. Way to go, Curtis. Thank you. Thank you for injecting some sanity back into this world. Thank you. And he said they'd be suspended even if they have parental approval. I'm sorry, we're running a school here. We're not, we're not running a, an Antifa preparation uh, academy. And these colleges are just proving how big of a joke the um, secondary education has become mm-hmm. where they're like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. You you can you can skip school and and we'll still we'll still look favorably upon you here at uh, wherever the hell those colleges were. Berkeley was one of them, right? Harvard, uh, Yale, Harvard, MIT. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so Superintendent Curtis Rhodes said you'll be suspended even with parental permission. So one one woman uh, one parent writes on social media: shame, shame, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. What kind of idiocy is this? That you're you're good with your child leaving school to do some dumbass protest <laughs> when they can do that on their own time. This is not 
this is not a function of the school system at all. They don't have to allow this, and they should not stand for it. In Garrison, South Dakota, administrators canceled a student walkout plan for April 20th after a Facebook posting about the plan drew more than 300 negative comments. Thank you. At least in South, Co- South Dakota, some of the parents were pissed off about this. In Arizona, dozens of students at Ingleside Middle School near Phoenix were given one-day suspensions after they left campus. <laughs> yeah, middle school. Okay, so you got seventh graders out protesting gun control. Shut up and get, get, back, get back to class. <sighs> Shut up and get back to class. That's all you have to say to them. Wait, not no, not go write some bills for us to nope. take away our Here's what you say. constitutional rights? Shut up and get back to class. That sounds different than what I yeah. was thinking. No, it's just, it's that eloquent, you know? It's just, shut up and get back to class. You could put a little different inflection on it, but those words have to be said in that order. Can, can I try it? Sure. Shut up. Get back to class. Yeah, see, that's fine, too. Yeah, okay, cool. You I like can it. say that. Thanks. You can say that. Uh, Layla Diefenbaugh, an eighth grade student at Ingleside, said she wanted to participate in the walkout, but didn't because of the threatened suspensions she plans to join wednesday's walkout even if it means being suspended she says okay eighth grader it's important for me to speak my mind on this topic no it's no it's not no no it is not and Putin, it's really cute that you think it is but it's not it's not important for you to do that nope at the end of the day they shouldn't be able to punish us for exercising our first amendment rights yes they should and that's not what you're doing because if you were a, you, you can exercise your First Amendment right any other time. Mm-hmm. Do it, don't do it during the school day. That is not part of the First Amendment. School doesn't have to allow you to do non-school things during the school day. These little kids, these <laughs> precious little kids, children, kids, kids, and and children, stuff, students. Uh, they they really kids. need to be schooled mm. on these rights. <clears throat> Double ASA, the School Superintendents Association, I'm sorry? has fielded dozens of calls and emails from school administrators asking for advice. <laughs> the ACLU has received hundreds of inquiries from students about what their rights are and if they can be disciplined for participating. Yeah, you can. And maybe the ACLU is not where you should be going for advice. Hmm. Generally, the ACLU, though, has been advising students that because they're required to go to school by law, they can be disciplined. How about that? <laughs> I get, wow. But they've also told students in an online training video that administrators can't punish them more harshly because of the political nature of their demonstration. Superintendents Association, which is supporting the April 20th walkout. Good gosh. They drafted a list of suggestions for administrators including holding a teach-in, a school-led walkout to a spot, a spot on campus, or maybe a session on bullying. There are ways to engage and harness the students in civic engagement <clears throat> without compromising policies in place on attendance, participation, and student safety. Some schools just flat-out embracing the walkout. <laughs> in Mooresville, Indiana, administrators met with 10 high school student leaders to work out a plan for it. <clears throat> Mooresville High School principal Brian Disney hmm. said the students plan to use the school's public address system to read short statements about mental illness, the importance of kindness, 
in standing up against all school violence before inviting all students to gather in a school <laughs> hallway for 17 minutes of silence. <laughs> I mean, that's whatever. That's fine. But um, it's ridiculous Hold at on. the same time. Can I try this again real quick? Shut up and get back to class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. that's fine. Okay, thank you. In Anne Arundel County, Maryland, administrators are still talking with students about how they can participate without violating school rules. I think we all realize that for folks who are teenagers right now, this could well be a defining moment in their lives. We want to very much encourage and empower student voices. Why? <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Why? That said, it has to be done in ways that are safe and appropriate, <clears throat> according to school spokesman Bob Mosier. Some schools are taking a middle ground. They're not encouraging or discouraging students from participating. Sent an email out to parents saying uh, they're not sanctioning the walkout, but they feel obligated to manage the event because of its heavy, heavy promotion on social media and the fact that kids just want to get out of school. Let's not forget. Middle school principals asked parents to sign a Google document stating whether they give their, per- their child permission or not. Schools plan to provide campus locations in some cases for the walkout. You need that safe space, right, for protest. In Somerville, Massachusetts, <laughs> students say they won't stop after a single walkout. Good. You know what you should do hmm. is shut up and get back to class. Get back. They've started a weekly movement they hope will keep public attention focused on school safety and put pressure on lawmakers to pass stricter gun control laws. Well, see, those are two separate issues. School safety, let's talk about that. Let's absolutely do something. Let's fix it. Let's do something good. Let's do the right thing, and let's fix the problems with safety at school. And then later on, like, I don't know, the 12th or 13th, 14th of never, somewhere in there, we'll, we'll discuss the gun control. Um, when was that going to be again? I don't know, f- somewhere between the 12th and 14th of never. Of never? Yeah, that's when we'll it discuss like that. you're taking these little brats seriously. Uh, uh, I'm taking them very seriously. You know what you need to tell them? Shut up and get back to class. Yeah. Walkouts will be held every Wednesday. What in <laughs> the hell is happening? According to Anika Nyak, 16-year-old student organizer oh my gosh here's what she says okay we're just really fed up with the lack of action that's being taken Mm. in our country okay we don't think enough people are listening thank you for your input anika um here's the thing (laughs) shut up and get back to class so wait we used to have james k polk tuesdays and now we have what walkout wednesdays yeah screw you that's what they're that's what she's talking about (sighs) they're you know they're gonna do this every wednesday because they're so committed. Not because I'm sure this is nothing to do with getting out of school no, what? class Whoa. or any of those things. I wasn't even thinking about that. You are No, why would you? Why wow. would you? I mean, they're being <laughs> sincere here, man. Oh, and these are the they... leaders of the future. We need to hear them out. Don't be so cynical, Pat. They need to hear me out. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. All right, let's hear it. Shut up and get back to class. I hear you. <sighs> Gosh, it, this is so agonizing. And as we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, there's there comes a time when we have to tell these kids, okay, it's enough. I admire the fact that you want to do something, 
let's leave it to the people now uh, who are, I don't know, adults whose brains have fully developed and matured now. How about that? Ish. Yeah. I mean, some of us. We've created monsters. Well, we've told them everything they do is special. Yep. Wonderful. Perfect. Magnificent. Even if they can't sing, that's the most beautiful noise I've ever heard in my life. Yep. If you can't play baseball, we give you the the MVP of the game. Sure we give do. you the the game ball. We give you participation trophies. If you're zero and sixteen mm-hmm. for the season, we've dumbed down the curriculum. Mm-hmm. We've taken away the F. You can't fail anymore. We've 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 changed the grading system for them. We've done everything we possibly can. So that they really don't have to be confronted with anything in their lives. Yeah, yeah. When we stop, now they believe they're the smartest human beings on this planet. When we stop doing grades, then we give them colors, and then we say, "No, forget the colors. Let's Remember? just change it to say that you can have whatever answer you want." Were you in Houston with me when they outlawed the red color on papers grading? News. They were grading the like tests. And homework assignments. And the red was too much for them to handle. It was like, whoa, red, that must mean something bad. And they banned it. I may have been, but that's happened at more places than just Houston in this country. I I mean, this is... I know. Uh, we're, but we're, that's we've set up here. our kids to fail. And, and, and what we have done and what we've created coming home to roost in, in really bad ways. Now. America's chickens! Are coming home to, to roost. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All this gun talk. Uh, let me tell you about some positive gun talk. You can get really proficient with your gun at home, comfortably, and without using live ammo. So it's really safe and it's a lot less expensive. You don't have to buy all kinds of ammo. You don't have to pay range fees. Just use the iTarget Pro system which uses your cell phone and their proprietary app, which uses a laser in place of the gun, and it detects where all your shots are landing on the target. You see it, you hear it. It's really a great system. So now you can practice home defense where it matters most, in your home. You can test different angles. You can maximize your tactical advantage. And most importantly, be prepared if you ever find yourself in an unthinkable position. Or if you just... You know, you want to be proficient so you can do really well hunting. Um, And you just enjoy target practice. This is all awesome. Save 10% right now with the iTarget Pro system when you use the offer code PAT. Save money, save time, and take your skill to the next level. You're going to love this system. Go to iTarget Pro and watch the video. You're going to fall in love with this thing. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. Offer code PAT, iTargetPro.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. or at Pat Unleashed. Lost Libertarian tweets, I've got it. Trump keeps tweeting and saying things I'm becoming 
of the president because he actually is still a Democrat. He wants to tarnish the reputation of conservatives since the media calls him conservative. Hashtag conspiracy theories. Uh, Radim Risi, it's pretty stinking disgusting what we on the right are putting up with when we're supposed to be the ones who hold our legislators' feet to the fire, not massage them. <laughs> really good point. From Amy, if Mother's Day is for everyone, then International Women's Day last week was a moot point. Yeah. Hashtag put that oh, in your pipe. Oh, the greatest tweet from International mm. Women's Day was a someone tweeted out, Happy International Women's Day, and it was a picture of Bruce Jenner running in the Olympics. <laughs> That's funny. That was very funny. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Bruce Jenner, uh, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner also had this to say uh, about, you know, becoming a woman. Uh, this was probably for International Women's Day and then, you know, Mother's Day is coming up or whatever. And My path to womanhood was very different. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I think I learned a lot about women. His path to woman, womanhood was very different because he was a man, and that's a weird path to, well, to you womanhood. You mean different path. Pat. Yeah. You it, don't mean yeah. weird. That, that, that is right. Different, not weird. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Women are kind of brought up to be mm-hmm. kind of a second-class citizen. Not, my, not the women in my um, Physically path. weaker. Family. Uh, I've always been inspired by strong women. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were brought up to be weak. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But, I mean, again, he took a different path to womanhood than some. So, <laughs> And turned out to be such a beautiful woman. Right. I mean, there's never been a more beautiful woman. I than don't Caitlyn even know Jenner. that there's another there? adjective you could use to describe Caitlyn Jenner. Stunning, striking. Okay. Magnificent. Sure, okay. Those work. So beautiful. Mm. You, you can't look directly at Caitlyn Jenner, Mm-mm. melt your eyes out. So beautiful. That's how beautiful Caitlyn Jenner a is. A different path to beautiful, you might say. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then we've got the school walkout coming up on Wednesday. And then they've scheduled some of these school children, some of these wonderful kids are are scheduling every Wednesday for a walkout day which is interesting. And then there's another April 30th one. I, I don't know where that one even came from. Why don't we just cancel the rest of the school year? Yeah, just Seriously. go protest. Just I go mean, out in the streets and protest. This learning stuff is overrated. Uh, Julie in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi, Keith. Hi. Mm. Um, my mom had sent you something through your pet leash on, on, gray, uh, on your Facebook page, but she won't call. She's <laughs> Okay. Uh, but anyway, there's a. Um, did you guys ever look up David Hogg's mom? Her name is Rebecca Boldrick. No. And um, she has probably stands with Planned Parenthood. She's got the whole pink on, and um, she. I, I went on her Facebook page and looked, and yeah, she t- tells everybody "f you." I mean, she pulled all that, but that's all right. I cop- copied off all her. Uh, wow. Posts. Uh, oh yeah, it's like, and this is a teacher. But nonetheless, that's what, so it's like uh, Crowder had put out a, a thing, too, with the these kids putting um, bands on their arms. And that they don't, you know, they don't know nothing about history. I believe they do. I believe they actually, this is what they are, because they're, they're Bernie Sanders supporters. You look mm-hmm. on all their Facebook pages, they stand with DACA, they stand with all that. I mean, oh, yeah. That, 
that's what they're for. I mean, she, the mom even said on there, um, she goes, she doesn't believe in AR-15s. And she yanked all that, but I have it all, so it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, but needless to say, my, my sister's school is doing in Cole City, Illinois. The principal, instead of having a walkout, they are going to have an anti-bullying. You don't bully other children. They're making it productive Okay. instead of, talking about and walking on about guns because there's kids that pick on other kids and they're going to, you know, talk about, they're going to do, make it a productive time instead of a hateful time walking out and they're going to try to talk about, you know, you don't argue, you know, you you just basically speak up and tell somebody when somebody's picking on you. Um, And so I think schools can realistically do something like that instead of, just going on a basic to me it's just a gun grab but um oh, yeah. it, you know so schools can come up with other ideas that is you know maybe if their school is going through some sort of drug they could come up with some sort of anti-drug thing uh, anti-bullying thing there's many other ideas that are out there that you could do than just guns Absolutely. Walkouts. absolutely and make it you know something uh, productive and worthwhile appreciate the call thanks julie um, and doing an anti-bullying thing is probably a really good idea. Tracy in Maryland, you're on the blaze. I used to go to Anne Arundel County schools 26 years ago, uh-huh. and we actually started the walkouts. Um, and I was one of those kids that just walked out because the rest of the school did it. And it was for teacher unions. Yep. I mean, yeah. When I was in school, I would have taken any opportunity <laughs> and did. To leave and did. Yeah. And it's true because I, I know. know kids were like, who cares about teachers? Right. Who cares about their raises? <laughs> and they just did it. They just did it because it Absolutely. was like, hey, we get out of class. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Tracy. And that's happening all over. You know that's happening with most of them. Um, we're, we've got some breaking news here from Reuters. A 17-year-old boy was killed and a woman injured. In a package bomb explosion at a home in, in Austin. Austin police said there was no clear motive, uh, but they believed it was linked to the March 2nd blast in the city that killed a man, and both incidents were being investigated as homicides. Uh, the two homes that received the packages belong to African Americans. We can't rule out that it's a hate crime at the core of this, but we're not saying that is definitely the cause, according to Austin Police Chief. Brian Manley. Jeez. Uh, every day, something else. Every day. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number tomorrow, and uh, we will talk to you again. We didn't get. We barely scratched the surface mm-hmm. on the stuff we have. Uh, so, should be quite an extravaganza for tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed. We'll see you then and tonight on the news and why it matters. Five thirty Eastern. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.